This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. first right welcome to the chelsea fancast fueled by guinness powered by celery the show that still hasn't quite got its head around the topsy-turvy world that is chelsea uh, the club loudly proclaims its branding message of it's a london thing on pretty much anything that moves sadly against west ham it was about the only thing that was moving as chelsea's appalling Rigid defending, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory and gifted perennial bogey side West Ham all three points. Now, given how close the race for the top four is and how well Man United are playing, uh, this felt like a massive self-inflicted wound with much criticism coming in for the chief offenders, Rudiger and Alonso. No surprise then that they were both on the naughty step for the Watford game where, energised by Chelsea's Duracell battery that is Mason Mount, Chelsea made short work of the Hornets. In the space of two weeks, Chelsea have gone from beating Man City, reaching an FA Cup semi-final, followed by a pitiful performance against West Ham and a brilliant one against Watford. It can only be one thing. It's a Chelsea thing. And that, indeed, is the title of tonight's show, quite appropriately. Chelsea fancast number 512. It's a Chelsea thing. Uh, And I've got something here that is most definitely a Chelsea thing. It's Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Oh, Chidge, how lovely. That's mm. such a nice thing to have me said. Thank you. I, I, I'm like a stick of rock, aren't I? If you broke me in two, it would be stamped in the middle of me, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, can't help it, mate. Can't help it. It's, I love them. I love them. No, I hated them after the West Ham game. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay? You yeah, okay? I'm all right. I'm all right. I mean, you're a bit like a, a kind of... Um, like a, you know, they have that thing. You know, people are national treasures. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're a Chelsea treasure. What do you think? Yeah, it'd be lovely if more people knew who I was. But 
you know, Chelsea treasure amongst amongst um, uh, Chelsea treasure in your in your loft. Yes, definitely in yeah. my loft, mate. Yeah. Trust me, there are people who are yet to be discovered on the Amazon rainforest who know that you are a Chelsea treasure. Fear not. <laughs> uh, now, thank you. That's okay. A check is in the post as always. Um, now, uh, our other guests. We are we are a troika tonight. Uh, we got a bit excited with five people on the last two shows, and it nearly you know put me in the loony bin. Uh, so we're back to three. It's very appropriate, really, isn't it? Three new sponsors of Chelsea, three on the Chelsea fancast, three is the magic number. Let in three, score three. Ah, there we go. We have the wonderful, lovely, the the best and only serious writer on the Chelsea fancast, Mr. Dean Mears. Hello, Dean, how are you? Evening, Chidge, good, thank you. Almost like the three is planned. Oh yes, maybe it's there's never there's no you know I, I'm a psychotherapist. Trust me, there's no such thing as a coincidence. No. So there you go. So we've got three uh, three of us tonight. As I keep saying, I won't, say, I won't say three anymore. I promise. Anyway, on the show tonight, we approve of the changes in personnel that led to a clean sheet against Watford uh, and uh, a much improved performance all round. In past two part two, even we asked whether William should be offered the contract he wants discuss Mason Mount's importance to the side and ask whether Jorginho has a future at Chelsea. I know a certain young man in the top left corner tonight who will certainly have something to say about that, no doubt. Now, in part three, it went very Alan Partridge there, didn't it, JK? I don't know what's going on anyway. It did, it did. Accidental Partridge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In part three, three, I said it again. We look back at the horrible defending in the West Ham match and ask, are the players just not good enough or is the coaching questionable? We also look ahead to tomorrow night's match against Crystal Palace. Bloody, I see like a rollercoaster. I'm, I'm so discombobulated by the, the, the amount of matches we've got at the moment. It's dear my head. But I said, Chidge, didn't I say yeah. before, I said, if we ever get back to this, if we ever get back to playing the matches, it'll be like a football fest beyond well, the yeah. realms of football festidom. I know, mate, but it's all right for, you know, I, I work all bloody week, you know, I, and then after all these shows, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. The thing to do is just I don't I don't watch any of the other games. Not do I. Only, only watch them on uh, Match of the Day. Yeah, no, yeah. Not do um, I. I only watch Chelsea and that's enough. It's enough. It's true. It's anyway. True. Uh, Thick po- and fast. Thick and fast. Jonathan, can you guess what's going to be in part four tonight? Surely not part three. No, no, I've done part three. No. Okay. What's in part Email? four? Yes, Email? that's right. Yeah. We have a couple of blinders for you tonight to read out, as we always that's do. a rarity. I, well, only having two. No, only having emails in part four. No, we always only have emails in part four, mate. Occasionally you decided to have them in part three, do you remember? No, well, I don't know when that was. Well, you just said it's just to change it around a bit. Oh, well, I don't know. Anyway, we've got two. They're in part four, not part three. Uh, and by the way, Chris Casley, uh, I got your email, but it, it, it failed to make the cut this week because I'd already done the script. But it will be in. It'll be the first one next week, I promise, faithfully. All right? Anyway, uh, as ever, don't forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7 o'clock by going to Mixler, which is mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where, of course, you can join in the chat room by posting on the live chat page, as so many of you do. We've got loads of you in here tonight, of course. We've got Monyaki. Uh, Paul, Pat Laflame, hi Uncle Chidge, hello Pat, uh, keep the blue flag flying into north just like JK, I oh right that says Chelsea all the way through just like JK, yeah that's right, Adam Finnegan, Kepler, uh, Bert Stoltz, Andy the Hutch, hello Andy, hope you're well mate, uh, Rob Coombe, 
Bob Who's Ray, there we go, and loads of more as well. So get on it, people. We love to see you in there. Sometimes I, I try and read out your, your stuff. Sometimes it's a bit too mad and I don't quite manage it, but hey-ho. Um, of course, you can always, um, anytime you like, really, just tweet us, uh, Chelsea Fancast, of course, at Chelsea Fancast. That works for Instagram too. And, of course, we're on Facebook, so there we go. What more could you want? We're not on Parlour. I can guarantee that we're not on Parlour. You're not on Parlour, are you, J.K.? I don't even know what it is, Chief. Oh, there you go. Dean, do you know what parlour is? No, I've never heard of it. There you go. Probably best you don't know. Uh, all right. Um, after this madness is finished, which is about to do, we'll talk football, I promise. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to report that we we managed to. Uh, I mean, actually, I've got to say, a, mu- a much needed win after last week's uh, horrors against West Ham. We, we'll park any chat about West Ham, folks, until uh, part three. Okay, I know it's hard, but we'll just have to do that. Let's con- let's concentrate on the win against Watford. Um, first question, really, J.K. I mean, having said, I won't talk about West Ham. Um, Obviously, you know, massive meltdown losing to them. You know, United and Wolves hot on our heels. United were above us, I think, before we kicked off. Pressure was really, really on. So, you know, clearly a much-needed win for obvious reasons. But, I mean, are you feeling a little bit more confident that we're going to stay fourth? Because United are on this absolutely horrifically good streak at the moment, aren't they? And they got an easier run in. Have we found out about Man City today yet? Have they just been fine? I don't know. Not? I've not heard any news. Dean, you heard anything? No, I'm not saying. I think it's tomorrow. Right. Oh, okay. Tomorrow is. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, that's why we haven't heard. Um, uh, yeah, I, I went into the game completely, um, absolutely pessimistic and thought, well, surely Watford will find a way of replicating what um, the Hammers have done, which just seemed to be playing with a decent front man and, um, and pressing in midfield. And... Uh, um, we'll get on to it, but uh, um, it, it, the the depths that I went into after the West Ham game was was such that um, uh, I had doubts about the management and everything. Whereas uh, they came right out of the traps, um, played marvelously, and uh, uh, the strengths that we'd the small strengths that we'd shown in the um, uh, in the West Ham game, which is uh, William and um, Pulisic playing brilliantly uh, were maintained except the whole team was very much on the pace and it just it just makes you just despair of what on earth was going on against the hammers because the the ball was flicked around with great elan as the french say um i don't know why i've chosen that word but you know what i mean it was just done with great expertise uh i mean once again i was disappointed that we didn't put the game to bed uh when it was two nil um just because uh, I get the willies in the last 10 minutes. Every team seems to go up a gear. Uh, and as we never as Watford to... did, mate. They, they came as, back as into did, it, didn't indeed. they? Indeed, that's always the point. Yeah. That's always the point. And I, I'm, I, I don't know about you, I'm, um, I'm fond of Pearson. I know that he's had previous with um, K- 
kicking people and things on the touchline. He looks um, like a teacher or an ex-copper, mate. He, indeed, but he, he, he communicates like a teacher. He, he or an ex-copper. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But both instances, you not that you have respect, you just think, yeah, he's making sense, I understand. He's explained himself. He hasn't tried any any um, uh, dissimulation, as Ooh. they say. Ooh. Yeah, hey, what's happened? Swallowed a dictionary today. Mate, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Come on, tell to, us what it means then. To dissimulate, it's to uh, to pretend to okay. be... Uh, Dis- dissimulate. Uh, yes, to dissimulate. In the French... Dissimulate is, or dissimulate? Dissimulate. Dissimulate. S-I-M-M-U-L-A-T-E. Yes, pronunciation is everything, JK. You should know I, that. Yeah, sorry, I do apologise. Not dissimulate, but... <laughs> sorry. Your, your face, mate. As if only people could see this. His face was a picture. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll shut the fuck up and let you carry on. How sorry, that, sorry, love? sorry. Uh, but, um, um, yeah, no, I'm fond of it. I'd like Watford to stay up. I think he, I think he's a clever man, and um, and I think he should have got the credit for the Leicester win the uh, winning the league because it was his team and um so i feel that he, you know, i'm sort of on his side and i think he uh, um uh he's a good character um but he he seems to get them going in spurts watford and i don't think they had the same energy and approach that the hammers had and i think the hammers despite um being a bogey side sort of really he, he got it right against chelsea he played to uh, their strengths and to our weaknesses um which are recurring still recurring which is um uh, useless at corners uh still can't deal with the ball being I, I know i know i know but you asked me you asked me we'll get on to it we'll get no, on no, to no, it no 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 i wasn't i wasn't going on about that i'm saying i, I yeah. thought they actually you know because it's interesting they were a bit better they were a bit yeah. all right all right all right yeah. all right they were I'll they were because of the zoo because of the changes obviously well you have to talk slightly about the west ham game because the west ham game caused the reset the difference yeah, in yeah, selection yeah, yeah. but i so i thought that they were better defensively actually and I, i'll tell you for why because i was so hacked off as you know we spoke after the game uh, last week, didn't we? Yeah, and I'm yeah. still doing my nut about how awful the defending was. And um, I mean, I was so worried about it. I, I was actually noting down whenever we we defended a corner, and and actually we didn't do badly. There were no kind of there was there was like one kind of oh my god moment, and then Kepper actually saved it, made a good save. I thought so. I thought you yeah, know, I'm, perhaps I'm being unfair, but I'm for well. I don't think they crossed the ball as well agreed, as agreed. as the Hammers did. I think the Hammers had it sussed. And my, my my fear into the in the running is that these are still areas that Frank, for some godforsaken reason, doesn't seem able to make no. right. Particularly corners as well. For fuck's sake! Yeah, yeah, I know that that one is something we definitely will drill down on in the West Ham bit because uh, that that's the best. No, I don't mean defending. I even mean taking corners as well. I still yeah, feel but mate, we haven't had no a decent pressure. corner taker since bloody Graham Lasso. No, it's true. It's, it's true, true, isn't it? But surely it's something professional footballers can. Uh, I don't know. Should we ask deal? Dean? No. He's yeah, here. We'd love to think that they can take corners, <laughs> but we seem to struggle year on year to put the ball into the box. Yeah. Passes from them. I mean, they, they tried an intricate, intricate corner, which they they took it really quickly, and it was a really short corner, and the same result was achieved. The ball just got ballooned somewhere. You just think, for fuck's sake, God! No, I just this. The, uh, this one thing I can't really abide about the uh, uh, I can't even say can't stand abide about the the team at the moment is this these kind of really basic things that you think what is Frank doing surely just get them into just to to you know by rote just keep doing part it, three keep doing it part you know? three part three this part for those of you still listening 
just to yeah. remind you, Chelsea won the match three nil. Yeah, yeah, but okay. you know, but I, we, we yeah, lost okay, the other yeah, match three uh, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, know, we'll, we'll annihilate I'm the defending. The same thing. We'll annihilate the defending. Yeah, in part three when they lost three two. How's that? Dino, 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 Dino. I'm just going to sound like bloody broken record here, but I mean, given how awful it was against West Ham, I, I mean, I have to say, I, 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 um, I think Andy Saunders, bless his heart, actually, he, he put up a team selection. He'd have had Caballero in go. I tell you, I'd have been tempted. But, um, you know, basically, um, he had to make changes, I think. And, and the bottom line is he did. And he, and he made the right ones, I think. He brought Zuma in and he brought James in, I think, interestingly enough, and put Aspie... Uh, you know, on the left, which of course we know he can play. Um, was that, um, you know, was that, was that justified? You know, was it the right decision? Was it the right players? Did it make sense? Did it work? Well, obviously we've come away winning three 0 so you know you can't have no complaints about the players he picked in what positions. I mean, it definitely helped that Watford were terrible. I mean, they were really bad last year when they came to Stamford Bridge, and it was even worse. Um, this year, they was happy to sit in there. The banks are five and four, and it allowed Mount to drop in and get the ball from Kante, and allowed Bartley to push forward and receive the ball. And that's exactly how Giroud scored. And they, they didn't change that at all and, until Dini went off, and they moved well back further forward, and they had that chance to um, pull one back. Um, and for me, the Zuma was the interesting one. Um, I know Joe Tweedy's been on Twitter about how he's the best in the air, and how he defended corners with him basically in front of Kepa, able to just go and attack the ball wherever it was delivered, allowing Kepa then to stay on his line and not have to worry about a repeat of the West Ham goal. Um, you know, Frank yeah, said that he was coming against West Ham and I, I agree with him. I think we've been playing really badly, um, even though we've been winning. The football's not been very good. Uh, but this performance was sort of reminiscent of the start of the Lampard era where they were crushing, they were keeping Watford in their half and they couldn't get out and we were really suffocating them. And then till Mount and Kante went off, you know, I thought we could have gone on maybe scored four or five. Don't you think it's an indictment, though, Dean, that he has to have the centre-half standing in front of the goalkeeper to deal with the corners? Or are we saying that that's a, a weakness that, that cap- they can deal with, Chelsea, with, in the goalkeeper? I think it's something you, you have to deal with. I mean, the goalkeeper is the goalkeeper. They can't, even if they put Caballero in, they still probably need to do the same thing because they're not six foot four, six foot five giants that are going to come out and command the box. So your goalkeeper is weak at that. Then you have to cater for that in your team selection. And I'm surprised that he hasn't done it much sooner. Hmm. It's a a troublesome thing. I mean, I know we'll revisit this. I mean, look, the bottom line is, you know, I I thought James actually did a lot. He seems to be... it's It's a really weird thing. And I think that we lose sight of this, actually, to be honest, is that, you know... This is unprecedented that these guys have had, what, three, three and a bit months off and then they've had to come back in. So, you know, inevitably some of them are going to come back. It's it's very much like, you know, the beginning of the season again. You know, some guys are going to come in on blistering form, just hit the ground running. Some are going to take a little bit longer to, um, you know, basically get up to speed. And I think, yeah, and I, and I think, I think, you can see that all over the pitch, you know, Reese James being a classic. He's had, you know, a few minutes here and there and he's looked awful. Uh, I thought he was okay. He was better. Yeah. Wasn't he's not, he's not like the Reese. I mean, for me, well, I mean, here's the funny old thing, JK, because you know, I've got a memory like a sieve, right? 
In fact, I've got a memory worse than a goldfish. We know this because you and I do this 50 years of Chelsea thing and I can't remember anything, even stuff that I've seen. But the bottom line is, one of the things I will remember most about this season was the way that Rhys James put Wilfried Zahar in his pocket when we beat Crystal Palace. He was fantastic that day. Yes, he was. That's yeah. that's the real Rhys James. And a unit. And a unit. And, and a going unit. forward, everybody bounced off him. And he was superb. And we were saying... What a great player he is. We were yeah. indeed, because I think he will be, you know. Um, now, talking of great players, um, I know that JK's favourite player, because, I, I, you know, contrary to popular opinion, Dean, I, I do read, in fact, I'm, I'm an avid follower of uh, of the ITK known as J, ITKJK. There's a new Twitter handle for you there. ITKJK. I love it. I'm embracing it immediately. You could have your, probably your 75th Twitter account, because I know you have many. It's grinning away. Somebody's just set up another one for me called It's Jonathan Kidd. And uh, just to put clips up, just because we're we're sort of, um, we're going to be talking about my, it's it's what prefiguring my dad's book. It's uh, my dad's book's going to be out in about a month or something. So it's just sort of setting it up. And uh, um, I think there are now five Jonathan Kidd accounts, which I'm getting slightly worried about. So it's slightly doing it. Well, you're going to have another one now called ITKJK. ITKJK. I like it. Can can I be sort of that my street account? Yeah, if you like, you can you can go and wind up all the ITK merchants. But I mean, look, we we know, as I said, I'm an avid follower of yours on Twitter, as is Dean. I know, and we all know how much you rate uh, Ross Barkley, and that he's your favourite, <laughs> your favourite Chelsea player. Um, I had to put it in perspective, Chid. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a perspective. <laughs> Did you like what I posted last night? Wizard or dunce? Did you like that one? Yeah, it was a bit, bit Ross Barkley, wizard or dunce? I thought that was it's you not know. very nuanced, is it? Mind well, you, it was Twitter. It was Twitter, and it is of the era. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, Did you know that a dunce is fool's cap? He was, it was gave him a fool's cap. Is how fool's cap got its name, as in fool's cap. Yep. You knew that one. Do you oh. know that one? I do now. He does now. He does now. Uh, Actually, talking of Twitter, um, I I did a tweet last week, uh, which was supposed to be laced heavily with irony, which was like a letter to Frank Lampard after, you know, saying, could you phone your mate JT up and get him down to coach defence? It got something like 4,000 likes and ridiculous amount of comments saying, yeah, but have you seen Aston Villa? Including, would you believe, Matt Law? Matt Law tweeted me back, said, "Have you?" And I and I and I said, "No, Matt. I only watch Chelsea," which I thought was the right response. But I mean, fuck me! I, there is no such thing as irony on Twitter. You can't do irony yeah. on Twitter, can yeah. you? Which well, I then I can't believe that I thought that we did irony and that the Americans couldn't. It irony. They call irony. it irony. They can't even say it. R R R. The other word they can't say is warrior. Did you know that? Warrior. Because they it, it, no, they go war war because war. war. War and they can't put the other end of it on war warrior. In fact, if you ever watch Star Trek, they're all going. I am uh, anybody who's a Klingon. I am a great warrior, and I think well, you can't pronounce the bloody name. You can't be very. You know, what you're really thinking is you can't be a Klingon because you're clearly from the states. Because we all know people in the states can't say warrior exactly, exactly. but they certainly can't say irony, which I think is ironic. Anyway, we're digressing. What the hell was I talking about? I know. I'm going to ask Dean. Dean's the only sensible person on the show tonight. Look, Dean, Ross Bart, we know, we know what JK will probably say, but I, I don't want to, to, you know, nail his colours to the mask without letting him do so himself. But, um, I mean, look, I, we say it almost week in, week out. You know, Barkley's a bit of a, an enigma wrapped around an enigma. Um, I'll tell you what. i tell you what I saw, you know, Dean, that really pleased me because we know we know he has this ability to to be 
I mean, actually, I think even Ashley Cole said he didn't know what he was doing half the time, which sums it up, which is quite handy because it means the defence don't either. <coughs> he, we know he kicks the ball into touch when he thinks he's passing to somebody in blue. We, we know he's prone to the, and, we, and he gives the ball away. But I tell you what I liked about his performance, other than the fact he scored and, and I thought he had a pretty decent game. Every time he made a mistake, and this is the great thing about watching it without the crowd, by the way, Dean, because I don't, I don't do the fake atmosphere. You can actually hear his disgust with himself whenever he makes a mistake and his uh, perseverance to do better next time. So I see a kid who's trying <laughs> his bollocks off to improve as a player. Now, you know, we're doing this 50 years of Chelsea thing every week when, you know, we're in the kind of the early 80s when we had some absolutely bloody awful players. So I kind of grew up, you know, minimum requirement, Chelsea player, give 100%. Try your hardest. You might be shit, but if you try your hardest, I'm, I'm not going to have a go at you. Now, I'm not saying Barkley's shit. He's a superb player. And he, but he is trying hard. And I like that, Dean. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, all, it's still relevant today that the one thing you want to see is the players trying for the shirt. Um, on the whole, I agree with JK on his views on Barkley. But, you know, there is still a player there. And we do now have a manager who was one of the best midfielders in the world. He's got to be able to learn something from him. Um, he can improve, like Frank can improve his game. I think we've started to see that a bit now. He's probably one of the first names on the team sheet at the moment. Thought he was superb against Watford. Unlucky not to get man the match. Um, he's someone that you think could be a top midfielder in Europe. And for, for some reason, at Everton, they didn't do the coaching with him that he needed at the young age. And I know you said he's a kid trying hard. He's, he's, I think he's gone past that stage now. He should be at the stage where he's putting in consistent performances. Having said that, I still believe that under Lampard, he's, he's going to get better and I would keep him in the squad, you know, definitely for now. And then, so when you look at someone like Conor Gallagher who's on loan, him to go out next year, get Premier League experience. And then at the end of next season, you see, has Barkley improved enough or should we sell him on for a, for a decent fee and, you know, bring Gallagher into the squad and then use that money to to bring a top talent that we would need elsewhere. I think I think you're right, Dean. I th- but I think you know, I think he's probably more than aware that the fact that you know he's drinking in the last chance saloon. If he doesn't deliver in this kind of short little mini season, uh, you know, it's, he's not, it's not just going to be under pressure for a place anymore. His place may be taken by some of the imports. J.K. Before I go back to you for the final word on young Ross, as uh, I'm, I'm determined this week to talk to our people in Mixler. Or as I'm now going to call them, the long-suffering people in Mixler. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair enough, isn't it? So they've written some really good things. It just happens that I've managed to organise my screen so I can see everything. I'm living in a Chelsea fancast minority report type world at the moment, which is not easy for somebody of 54. I have to say, who's had a long day at work. I'm 54. I never thought that. You've always been a kind of beaming 40-year-old. Oh well, in, in my head, I'm about 14. But you knew yes, that anyway. I'm 12. Yeah, that's why we get on so well. Um, anyway, as we were saying, some lovely people have said some great things. I'm going to read them out to you. Uh, Kate, keep the blue flag flying. Int North says, think back to Ross taking the penalty against Valencia. He oh. was desperate to get into the side. So he nicked the ball and went to take the penalty because he was determined to show his worth. And I think we, I remember us saying that. Kepler4B says, Barkley is... Well, Barkley, but I have changed my opinion on him. I hope he stays. He's decent. Best in the squad at using his weaker foot, in my opinion. Um, And anyway, 
the ever the ever optimistic Matthew Harding lower gate fourteen uh, says how long until he's out getting tanked up on a Monday night? Make, yes. Uh, yes. M- M- Matthew Harding lower gate fourteen. It's a question I've been asking myself. How long before I can go out and get tanked up on a Monday night? I mean, I've been doing this bloody show for twelve years. No more getting tanked up on a Monday night for me. But the, the, I, I definitely like to. Um, and uh, Pat Laflame says I agree. He tries hard, but he shows slows down counterattacks. The man is as slow as an asthmatic snail. Oh, that's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh, I think. Even Jonathan wouldn't go that far, would you? No. No, I didn't think so. I mean... Snail, look. yes. Asthmatic snail, no. Okay. Um, last, last chance saloon for Barclay? Um, is he turning it round? Are there, is there a green shoots of reco- Ross Covery? I just think we're making a, a, an assessment, an, an assumption that this is a team that can... Um, that can fight for for honours to win the Champions League or even be top four. And I don't think he fits in that, I'm afraid. I think at the moment he's being picked by Frank because Frank has actually stopped him from being in a position where he loses the ball uselessly, which he hasn't done for a few weeks now, which I think is that was one of his major problems. But his, his inability to work out what's happening around him and the choices he makes just worries me intensely. And I, 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 once again, I'm always using the you know the example of what Kenyon wanted, which was to have all these top players vying for places, and I think they'll buy better, and I think um, he'll be on his way because, pardon me, he's he's too much of a liability of, of giving the ball away or not or not um, uh, achieving the, the right goal when uh, the goal being the right option um, when you know the two four on two situations he had in the. Uh, was it the Villa game? Were just um, oh, no, was it Leicester game? Which was the one when he just ran through and he should have been Leicester. passed behind. Leicester. Yeah, Leicester, yeah, those kind do of. Do you know things. how I remembered that? Why is that? How do you remember? I, it? I, I had to go to the kind of video data bank that I have in my head. I see things yeah. visually, and I remember yeah. that he was wearing white when he did that. Of course he was, and Loftus Cheek, who, who sort of Dean's sn- impressed, sneered at him, <laughs> kind of snootily sneered at him, and, and, and just let the ball go out for the throw. Yeah, you're right, absolutely, but. Um, so, I don't know. I agree. It's a very good point about him being two-footed. Um, he's obviously the man of the moment. And this is why Giorgino doesn't get in. And we're going to talk about it because he, he, he's, he drives forward. And Frank is really after somebody driving into the penalty area. And he does, he does pick out very good passes. But I, 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 for me, the jury is still out. I can't honestly say that. He, I don't think he's very bright. And I don't think he fits the kind of top midfielder that the club need to have. I don't know who it is. I mean, somebody, everybody on Twitter is going mad on Havertz again. It's it, given them any opportunity and they'll just um, stoke up the fires of uh, who we're buying. Everybody we're buying appears to be uh, in excess of 80 million. And I really don't think that they're the kind of, the kind of amounts we're going to be paying, paying for people as the uh, coronavirus carries on. But we'll, we'll know just after... Um, uh, we'll know. Well, I think we'll know when we discover if we're in the Champions League because that will be very attractive to people. So I think, in fact, the City decision tomorrow makes Chelsea a much more alluring club. If um, if we end up uh, even finishing fifth and City aren't in it, so that decision is really important because you know uh, United are looking 
um, really fantastic. I have to say, I think I think that we I think we'll give United a very good game in the semi final. I don't think it's a, a fait accompli. I'm just immensely disappointed that Matic has just been given another contract and appears to be playing marvelously. And you think, why? Why did we let him go? Because he's clearly a terrific player, as he always was. Um, he didn't fit Conte's uh, remit, did he? Um, but uh, no, as regards, I, I honestly think this is. He's fine for the moment, Barkley, and he, he, it, the setup at the moment with um, Kante playing the holding player uh, m- means that it fits Frank's ideas about going forward. And with William playing out of his skin, William is um, uh, as well as Pulisic. You've then it, it fits that the, the attacking setup. However. Who knows what will happen once the season is over and they put the other players in? It may not be, it may not fit. I mean, we don't even know whether Jorginho or Gilmore's going to be playing instead of Kante, who's injured, which would be another um, another interesting conundrum for this. So. Mm. Um, okay, final word on, on Barkley. I mean, I tell you what, Dean. As I said, I'm going to go back to. I mean, look. Uh, you, We've we've been around the block a long time, and and I've seen better players than Ross Barkley leave the club. Uh, you know, he's either going to make it or he ain't going to make it. I trust Frank Lampard and the team that he's got around him. If he doesn't think yeah. he's good enough and he wants to get in somebody better, all power to his elbow because it's it's Frank's cock that is on the block ultimately. Um, what I would say though, Dean, and again, something that's uh, kind of encouraged me a bit and, and, and in a sense what I kind of expect really was the way that Barkley was talking after the match about the fact that, that he is spending time uh, with Frank trying to learn how to be a better midfielder. I mean that that. I mean it seems to me that everybody's pulling out all the stops to try and make it work for him. So really, ultimately, it will be up to him, won't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, Frank's always said that he picks his team based on what he sees in training. And, you know, if Barkley's going an extra mile for himself and for the team, then that's going to impress Frank um, tremendously. You know, I think everyone can see the player that's there. If Frank can be the one. <coughs> bring that out then you know that's all the good for us if it doesn't happen you know it doesn't happen and you know we'll sign somebody else or we'll bring somebody else through and and he'll move on and have the career that he's he's going to have but you know it's it's mentally frustrating that he isn't the top player that you can you see in in rare glimpses Hmm. right i'm gonna end this part with because we are in part two by the way um we we are going to go uh, a little bit deeper into this. We're going to be talking about William, uh, you know, who I think has been brilliant recently, Mason Mount, a lot of time with Mason Mount, and we are going to talk about Jorginho. But I'm going to leave you with a, uh, a couple of stats here, which have been quite, which were just, really just came out and hit me in the face. Should have read them before. Anyway, um, Chelsea have now won four successive Premier League games at Stamford Bridge for the first time since winning seven in a row. Uh, at home under Antonio Conte between October and December 2017. I'm surprised by that. I really am, but I'm glad that we have. Um, Oli Giroud has scored four goals in his last seven Premier League games for Chelsea, more than he netted in his previous 38 appearances. And Willian is the first ever... This is outrageous. The first ever Chelsea player to score a penalty in three consecutive Premier League games and the six different players doing the competition. So that's... Mighty, mighty remarkable. Now, a quick plug for uh, Ye Old CFC UK, which, of course, both me and Dean uh, write for and Jonathan Reads. Um, 
obviously there's a bit of a hiatus at the moment. Uh, I don't actually is, D, is DJ planning another one soon, Dean? Do you know you've got you've got your ITK CFC UK, aren't you? Uh, I think there's one more due uh, as part of the subscriptions, but yeah, nothing's been said on the um, on the group. Or... Well, I haven't seen anything either, but I'm the last to know anything, as you well know. Um, anyway, oh. at the moment there is a there is a special, a very special CFC UK out. At the moment, um, I'm going to get Dean to describe it because I, I I say this every week. It's nice to get a fresh perspective. What do you think of the special? And would you like to describe it, Dean? Well, I haven't received mine yet, so um, <gasps> I can show you a copy. You can't read because there's lots of pictures. Dean's Dean's just seen a picture of me holding up the special CFC UK, and it was he, he's so he's so amazed by its beauty, he's been rendered speechless. See, look at that. There you go. They both are. They're speechless. Because it is, it is a thing of beauty. Why? Because there's no writing by me in it. That would be the first thing. There's no writing by... What? Is it lots of pictures? It's too? all... JK, I'm going to... I can't... It's a bit hard for me to spin through it while I'm talking, but I will, I will try. Um, as you can see, JK, it's all... Whoops. I, what's that? Oh, it's my bank statement. That's not, <laughs> that's not going to do... What's my it's bank statement doing in the middle? Is that DJ naked? Oh, no, no. No, I can't tell you who it is because we're not allowed to. But it's kind of an homage to uh, that film with... Uh, oh, God. Kevin... Spacey. Spacey, thank you. American... Dream. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so it's like kind of uh, um, for, uh, what do they call it? Free association. Anyway, as you can see, it's got lots of pictures in it. It's all pictures. It's a picture special, um, and there are some amazing pics in there. People who've been involved, fans, players, Roman Abramovich, you name it. And the reason why it's a, a big bumper color picture special is because it's for charity. Um, basically, all the money. It's only a pound. Chief. No, no, it, this one's more money because it's all color and all pictures. It's six quid. Okay. I knew that. I was just. Yeah, yeah. It, it, sorry, mate. I, I was mid mid read, so I wasn't aware of your your the humour that you were injecting irony. into that. Ar- irony, in fact. Ar- uh, arnie, 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 as the warrior. Americans would say. Warrior, you. Yeah, a warrior, arnie, as the Americans <laughs> would say. Uh, anyway, uh, with your that's 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 half of our listenership uh, are now <laughs> fucked off for good. Well done. Good work, boys. Good work. Keep it up. Anyway, oh god, it's going to be one of those nights tonight. I can tell. Um. Yeah, basically the charities, Help for Heroes, Leukemia UK, Help Them, Help Us, and Stole, who of course look after the veterans next door to the bridge. All the money is going to those charities. It's six quid a copy. Um, the target is to raise 500 quid for charity, uh, and uh, which is a good target to have, and hopefully we will do it, but only if we sell them all out. Uh, the six quid, by the way, includes postage within the UK. Um, and if you want to get a copy, you basically send your payment and your full address details uh to cfcuk at gate17.co.uk and you can pay via paypal by going to the cfcuk at gate17.co.uk address there we go now we'll be back after a very short break real fans real opinions i'm jason cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Footballfancast.com 
Okay, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, I am called, I am Stamford Chidge, of course, although I seem to struggle pronouncing my own name these days. It's kind of an impending sign of dementia, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Isn't, I don't know what, isn't but... con- constant punning a, a, a sign of dementia as well? No, that's a sign of very poor humour. Okay. In my book, anyway. Seeing as I'm the one that's guilty of it most of the time, I think, you know. Anyway, yeah, I am actually Stamford Chidge. This actually is the Chelsea Fancast, and... Uh, in the middle is Jonathan Kidd. Whoop. And on the top left, top bins, is Dean Mears. Evening. Good to have Dean on the show. Been a while since we've had you on the show, Dean. Yeah, since the um, 500th was the last one I was on. Jesus wept. Was it that long? Actually, that wasn't that long ago. That was uh, April. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, we're in the middle of Chelsea Watford, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, we're <laughs> much, much preferred talking about that than the West Ham game, but do not worry. I'm afraid we will have to talk about West Ham uh, at some stage of this evening, and we will do. A uh, quick hello to our people in Mixler, of course, who have been with us for part one, hopefully sticking around for part two, unless we've talked so much gibberish so far they've all disappeared. No, no, audience figures have gone up. So I think clearly we've not been silly enough, JK. Ribbit. We'll try harder in part two. Anyway, right, uh, what did I want to talk about in part two? Well, number one, actually, we mentioned him when I was reading that remarkable stat out. Now, here's the thing about William. You know, he's a funny old stick, isn't he? Um, he's been with us for seven years now, um, and, and I, I've always liked him, I have to say, not least because I love his hair, but I've always liked him. And, I, I you know, he, he, he has a rare ability. He can screw it up as much as he can do brilliant, I know that, but he sticks at it. Um I do wonder, though, whether he's putting in, I'd say, arguably his best run of performances for us since Mourinho had his meltdown. Uh, I wonder if he's, ang- you know, if this this is him saying, I'm still a really good player, Spurs or Arsenal or whoever will take me, uh, invest in a two or three year contract for me. Or he- the board, Chich, or the well, board. Well, I wonder if he's doing that. Well, I don't, I don't think the board have a problem. They just don't want to give him two or three years, three. which is what he wants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the corollary of that, J.K., I mean, right now, you'd have to say that William's one of the most important players in the team. So why yeah. not just give him the bloody, you know, two or three years? Why not just do it? Well, we don't know, do we, what the, the, the deal is. He might be asking for a ludicrous amount of yeah, money as well. That's true. But it may be that United have offered him 250000 a week or something, which is what the rumour was that I read. So, um, Or even Arsenal were offering him 250000 Everybody's offering him 250000 and Chelsea have offered him... Uh, a one-year contract on two hundred and ten thousand or something. That's the, I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it, when you're thinking about that amount of money, those huge amounts of money. But nonetheless, I suppose when you're when you've got an agent and when you think, well, what can I get out of the last few years of my career? I might as well make as much money as I possibly can. And, but you think there'd be some loyalty, though, wouldn't you, to the club who've been nurturing him for so long? Well, I, I think seven years. You know, yeah. you get less for manslaughter or, or murder or or, yeah. or yeah. nicking sweeties from the corner well, shop these days. Perhaps he wants to change. Perhaps he just wants to change. Well, I don't. I, 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 no, I, say, I don't money, think. Mate. I don't think the Matich transfer as as that's just muddied the water even more to me. The fact they've given him three years, so he'll be there till he's he's thirty four. I'm more full United, but you know. Oh, no, he's a terrific player, Matic. He always yeah. has been. Yeah. He, he, you know. But I mean, with William, I mean, you, or William, should I say? I've gone all Glen Hoddle there. With William, you know, I really love him. I'd love, I'd love to see him stay, Dean. Um, it's not my money, so as far as I'm concerned, bollocks. Give him three years and two hundred and fifty grand a week if that's what he wants. But there is another reality to this, and I think maybe this is more important. 
although I've got a, a caveat on that, Dean, but if we've got Zayic coming in and Werner coming in and we've got Pulisic coming through and we've got Hudson-Odoi still needing to get back to where he was, but, you know, it's it's not like we don't have any decent wingers. I think the caveat that I was going to put in is what I like about William. He's clearly a leader in that team and he has a lot of experience and that's something that we don't have a lot of, leadership or experience. So I think if, if it was for that reason alone, I would keep him. But I could totally understand, given what I said about the others coming in, that you would let him go. I, I agree that you know he should um, should be staying and they should be offering him you know at least a two year contract if if that will keep him at the club. You know I mean you mentioned you know Pulisic and Hudson Odoi you know they're both under twenty one. Um, Zayek's obviously new to the league. You know you need players with that experience um, to help them in in their own game. And, you know none of them have the defensive capabilities of, or the you know tactical awareness of, of William. You know he's been a favourite of Mourinho, of Conte, of Sarri now of Lampard and there's a reason for that and it's because he helps implement their ideas on the pitch because he, he's an intelligent footballer. He's still in fantastic shape. I mean the penalty against Manchester City where he left the point of the, the dust straight down the wing, you'd have thought he was sort of twenty four then, the way he was you know, running at that speed and you know, he offers so much for the team. I know his his stats aren't great, but you know, he, he offers so much stats Matt's mate. Um, you know, he's never been that winger. I think it would, you know, if you went to Tottenham or Arsenal, you would strengthen them. So for that reason alone, you know, I think you keep them want to stay in London, obviously. That's a that's a good point, Dino. Um, there's some really good uh, feedback coming in from Mixler. These chaps are on fire. But the first and most important point I have to make, JK, from our, our good old friend Mark Aurelius13, he says, you mean American beauty. I said dream, didn't you I? Did. It is American you beauty. He's I dead right. He's dead right. I do apologise. Sorry. Anyway, Kepler4B says he's on 150 plus bonuses. Now he wants 240 for three years. Not worth it, in my opinion. Kurt says, here's the deal. If William whips 10 corner kicks in a row into the penalty box in the next two matches, he gets a two-year contract. I think that's a great idea. Uh, I've never seen that happen. Uh, MHL Gate 14, uh, the most considered... Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I agree with it, but he's, it's what he's written is really, really good, actually. He says, we need to look after William. He's won everything with us bar the Champions League. His mum died. He flew back and fucking carried us through our worst season in two decades. He even brushed off his golden champion sleeve badges in front... Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He even brushed up his Golden Champions League badges in front of the Spurs mob in the shed that night. Leicester won the league. He's absolutely proper Chelsea in my eyes. I hate it when he gets panned. It really annoys me. Mate, that is such a good post. I'm I'm going to give that a massive big up. I, that's, that's made... That's inspired. It's Churchillian, mate. I love that. It's true, actually, yeah. That is brilliant. And and people forget that, you know? I love that. he also... That. He put... Um... He put the uh, the cups, didn't he, over uh, Conte's face <laughs> as well, didn't he? He so, did, uh, he did, he did. He did. So, uh, and he was he backed his mate Louise during that period. I just think he, he tends to, um, uh, if he doesn't like the manager, he doesn't really play very much for them. I think that's sort of fair enough, really, isn't and, it? And uh, so, CFC, CFC Sport's gone off on one, but I'll tell you this, CFC Sport, I bet you he can take a better corner than you can. That's all I'm saying. And if, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, go and get on your little smartphone and take a video of you taking a corner better than William, and I will put it up on Twitter. All right? How's that? He, he is a, he's an anomaly in that he takes fabulous free kicks, and yet he can't take corners. Yeah, he, yeah. Why is that? What's the, why can't he do the 
both of them. So. Well, indeed, I, I think it's a bit. You know, these guys, these guys are professional football players. There's a reason they are. It's because they can take better corners than you, Jonathan, me, and possibly Dean. I've not seen Dean play, and I, I suspect CFC Sport, who at least has retorted with the right response, which is a laugh out loud. Can I just say that Very I was quickly. always quite good at taking corners? Yeah, but you were not a professional footballer, Jonathan. No, exactly. That's why I was even, you know, really good because despite not being, I took good corners. You're, you're lucky that there were no smartphones around in those days, and otherwise I could, I could. Prove I would have been happy. Were. I know. I would have been happy. Enough about William. Uh, very quickly, just round the table, Dean, stay or go? Stay. Jonathan, stay or go? Stay. 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 Yeah, there you go. And I, I want him to stay. We want you to stay. We want you to stay. William, we want you to stay. He has been outstanding in these games. Yeah, yeah. He could get us over the line for top four, mate. Yeah. 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 What's that worth in money? Yeah. Think about it like that. You know? Anyway. uh, Right. Now, I've been looking forward to talking about this for quite some time because uh, during the match, I was intrigued by this young man's performance. And another one who, strangely, I mean, Chelsea supporter you see it's very the clue is always in the question that means get behind the players there's plenty of other players we can hate on and they play for Spurs or United or Liverpool or any other team than Chelsea get behind your own players so I cannot understand the hate that William uh, Aspie uh, Mason Mount I mean there's so many it just it just does my head in and I'm a, I'm, I should understand this shit. I, I'm a psychotherapist. I have no idea what goes through your brains when you hate on these players. But one of the things that I noticed in the, uh, in the Watford game particularly was how Mason Mount is really the engine room of that side. And I, I think what, what, what was so markedly different between the Watford and the West Ham game was the way that Chelsea pressed all over the pitch. High, anywhere in the pitch, as soon as anybody in Wat- from Watford had the ball, they were on them. In the, in the second half, when Watford were trying to get a foothold back in the game, when Chelsea lost the ball, it was like the, the kind of the whole kind of uh, Barcelona Pep Guardiola ethic. You know, you you can't if you lose the ball, you have got to get it back within six seconds. We were get we were winning the ball back, but the absolute heartbeat of that is Mason Mount. His energy, his dynamism, his willingness to do the dirty work, the hard yards to press these teams. This is why, number one, Frank Lampard has played him pretty much every game. Number two, which is why, if if they do have a vote this year, I haven't seen them do one, but if we do get a player of the season, I will be voting for Mason Mount because I, I just think, considering this was a kid that was, you know, an academy guy playing for Derby last season on loan, he the way he's adjusted to the Premier League I, I I can't speak more highly of him, J.K. I really can't. Goals, yes, I know he's probably not scoring enough and he needs to add that to his game. But his all-round contribution, his off-the-ball work, is fucking phenomenal. So I do think that if he's not um, figuring hugely uh, uh, in terms of possession, he really does put in such a, 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 a shift. It's quite remarkable, actually. Um, and he's so effervescent is a word I would use for him. He just is bubbly everywhere he's got a decent shot he's got a terrific pass um uh an excellent attitude he's he's occasionally um gets stuck in uh is is a complete he's one for the future i mean he's he's one for now but he's also going to get better and better i just think he's uh he's the faith that frank has had in him is absolutely the right thing he's absolutely terrific 
So uh, yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm completely sold. He also seems to pick up what's required of him in different tactical moments. He's very malleable that way. I think he's uh, he's a terrific player. It's just I think I think the thing is Dean and you know as I said it was so obvious that that was the fundamental I mean okay no doubt Frank gave him a rocket and he said everybody's got a press but it seems to me that it, it comes from Mount it's what he you know he 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 has I don't know it's, it's actually really it's leadership really to to go off and do that I mean what what do you think Yeah I think mean, you know everything in the game that happened happened through Mason you know when he when he dropped into the pocket to pick the ball up it allowed Kante then to push forward because Mason was there and then when we lost the ball, you know, he was one of the first ones always, you know, pressing and having that energy. And, you know, it becomes infectious within the team when you see somebody, you know, younger than most of the players in the team, really, you know, chasing hard for every ball and putting in that effort, you know, it encourages you and it gets the rest of the team up. And, you know, that tactical flexibility that he has where he can play various positions is what obviously Frank loves about him mm-hmm. and will play much better when he's in the team. You know, yeah. I think the that he does get a bit of a hammer in this because you know, those sorts of things aren't measured in metrics on you know Opta and any of those sites. You know he actually was given a rating of six point five against Watford and come away with the man of the match. I think that's why it's important that you you know you watch the game with your eyes and you can see what he's doing. And, it's the you know, speed with which he does stuff as well, isn't it, Dean? I think the speed he does stuff. He's very very quick to do stuff, which is exactly what Frank requires. It was what you said about them playing very similarly to the first few games of the season was absolutely right. Was that it's that on the ball kind of just it's see somebody pass. There's no dithering. He's very much positive. Very it's a very necessary thing to play that way that that Frank wants to play, which is just very swift passing and very swift movement because you've got to be there for the ball to be given back. Or if you've seen the opportunity to be given the ball and running into a gap the other player needs to be to be really up for it to give it to you, but at the same time, you're creating the space and the movement. He's a he's a he's very clever like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just a huge huge fan of his. I really am. I mean, you know, I like I I don't like watching anybody else other than Chelsea, as you know. But I took quite a keen interest in Derby last season, and I was very impressed with him playing for Derby. Did you watch all of the games last season, Derby's games? I didn't watch all of them, but I watched a lot of them because they were on the box. I mean, if you remember, they they you know they beat United in the in the cup, didn't they? And uh, a couple. Of yeah, times, I watched those yeah, games as well. Yeah, yeah you know there was there were a few. Obviously, we played Derby as well, you know. But I, I did watch them. Mori was very good. Yeah, well, he was the player of the yeah. season. Yeah, you yeah. know. So I I just absolutely love him. Not least, of course, because Mason Mount's a good Hampshire boy as well, which makes me love him even more. He's a he's a Pompey supporter though, originally. Yeah, big he? Pompey fan. Yeah. Uh, well, we can't. Well, so is my dad. So I can't really say too much about that. But anyway, um, okay. So Mason Mount, uh, keep it up, son. You're doing a great job. Uh, now, uh, the really interesting thing, of course, um, which is something we will get into even more, I think, in part three when we look at the uh, the Palace game for tomorrow night. Um, but uh, poor old bloody N'Golo Kante, who, of course, I think has been looking back to his best for the last two or three matches, playing uh, arguably in the deeper role in midfield. Um, and I've just had a big up Hampshire. I, so I didn't know you were a Hampshire boy too, MHL Gate 14. Big up Hampshire. You used to live in Ando. You used to, did you, you used to live in Ando. I don't think Mason Mount did. Anyway, enough of me getting a bit parochial. Um, yeah, Kante, who I think has been approaching his best form in the last few games, playing the deeper role, went off with a bloody hamstring injury. So it goes on and on for poor old Kante, who seems cursed this season. 
course, the interesting thing is that uh, Jorginho and his hysterically and uh, hilariously bouffoned lockdown haircut sitting on the bench, uh, as was Billy Gilmore. And Billy Gilmore, goat, came on, not Jorginho. Uh, which, you know, is an interesting thing. Uh, obviously, as I said, it's featured uh, a bit more in the presser, I think. I think Frank had a presser today and he was quizzed on Jorginho because Kante and Kovacic are out for tomorrow night. So it's now seen very much as who will play. Will it be Billy Gilmore or Jorginho? Um, that aside, um, and there's a lot of other stuff going on, but Frank was quite vague, quite vague about uh, Jorginho, just saying he'd been really, really professional when he hadn't been playing and uh, it was his choice, basically, as to whether he played or not. So he didn't really say anything, but he wasn't going to go into it. Thing is, Dean, I mean, I know you're a big fan of Jorginho and I have to say, you know, I, I don't dislike Jorginho too. I, I think he, he's put in a shift this year when I thought maybe he might have just down t- tools and salt because Sarri wasn't there, but he's been quite the opposite. Um, I have my views on whether he's the right player for Chelsea or not, and I'll get into those in a minute. But first of all, uh, Dean, do you think he has a future at Chelsea? What's going on? I, I thought he did. Um, you know, I thought that Frank was using the opportunity of him being banned to put Kante deeper for that City game. And to to counter City's threat by playing this new formation, new new tactics, then going on, he's 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 kept that, and I think there's a definite sign that he wants to play with Kante as a six, and then two attacking eights, as in Mason and you know, Barkley or wherever that's going to be in the future. And if he's going to do that, then there's absolutely no future for Jorginho at Chelsea because he doesn't fit into that midfield. Um, and I think there'll be a real sign if he plays tomorrow night or not. If he, if he is Gilmore, then you know definitely there's, there's no future for him. Uh, obviously, you know, I think he's a fantastic footballer and he should be in the team, in my opinion. He, what he gives to the team in terms of you know recycling possession and, and starting attacks is something that he is head and shoulders above Kante. Probably the only department he is above Kante. But that's the kind of football that I enjoy to watch. Um, so it's just a personal preference there. But you know, he's not even come off, off the bench yet. And you know that speaks volumes of someone who was Frank's vice captain before the lockdown. I mean, you wrote a big article on him uh, for us on the Chelsea Fancast the other week, didn't you? And you, you seem to think you know not to worry then. So you, you seem to change your mind a bit. Yeah, I mean, Frank's a bit superstitious, I think. Whereas we've won, so we don't really want to change that team too much, and he'll keep going until we then lose. And then we lost to West Ham, and he didn't change it at all. And, Jorginho didn't even come on against Watford when Kante went off injured. And I think that rung an alarm bell to me that, you know, if he's not going to bring him on in a game where we're 2-0 up at the time, um, when is he going to bring him on? Mm, a good Perhaps point. he was trying out Gilmore as his kind of successor for the game against Palace, thinking perhaps he could play in that position. Um, Gilmore, doesn't. he seems less sharp than he was before he was caught in possession a few occasions. Um but it's it's difficult, as we know, coming on. But at the same time, uh, um, they shouldn't really be doing it. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it, that we played such terrific football early on in the season without Kante, who was injured, and it was Jorginho and Kovacic who were the two yeah. in um, in control of the uh, of the midfield. Um, and so it was a slightly different way of playing. And similarly, Abraham was was up front, and I wonder whether the ball just got to him more quickly via Jorginho. And he's now, because Giroud is so on fire or they're, they're giving Giroud the opportunity to express himself better, perhaps he's worked out that Jorginho's 
role um, doesn't quite work in that setup. And he likes having the deep seat, deep lying player plus the two enforcers around him, the two strong midfield players. Um, and the, it suits them having the two wingers plus Giroud. Perhaps Giroud gets fed better because that was a cracking goal Giroud scored. My goodness me, against, against Watford. Typical Giroud goal, but at least he gave him the opportunity. He was given the opportunity to do it with some very crisp passing. And you wonder whether um, uh, that's there isn't ultimately now a position for Jorginho in that setup. Well, I think I think you both make excellent points on that point, and and you know I I think I think poor old Jorginho. You know, Dean and I have talked about this many many times in the past, but I think poor old Jorginho carried the can for a lot of our excuse me dislike of Sarri. You know, he was seen as son of Sarri. He was brought in specifically by Sarri to play this role, which put the whole Sarri ball thing together. Um, and I think you're right. I think I think Dean's got it right. I think I think Frank would prefer to play at the moment. You know, with a with a six, i.e., a Kante, and 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 two eights in midfield. Um, and and I think. I don't like systems. I'll be honest with you. You know, I think you need to be adaptable. I mean, I, I would, I would have Jorginho in the squad if if you can keep him. I would keep him. I mean, if he's a very sellable asset and you can get other players that are better, then then I get that too. But I like options. You know, so what happens if, as you said, what happens if Kante's injured and you don't have a ready-made replacement? Billy Gilmore, I don't think, is a a ready-made replacement for Kante at the moment. So, you know, you're right. Jorginho and, uh, and uh, Kovacic played very, very well together, played a different system. You can't play the same system with Oli Giroud as you can with Tammy Abraham. They're completely, Abraham. Yeah, they're completely different strikers. So my belief, you know, the, the whole Peter Canyon idea of having two quality players for a position, I don't think it's just that. I think you need options. You need different players for different kind of systems, different kind of jobs. Um so there you go. So I, d- I don't think that Jorginho is necessarily surplus to requirements just because Frank wants to play a different system. I think I think Frank likes this system at the moment because I think his hand has been forced because the reality is whether any of us like Jorginho or not, he is not particularly good getting back and defending. And Kante, as Mount uh, and Barkley were saying post-Watford, they don't have to worry about that so much because you've got Kante yeah. behind you. He's going to clean it up. He cleans it up. If you've got Jorginho... It's also Jorginho is very good at fouling in, in, in very sensitive situations by because he's slightly off the pace. Can I say real positive about Jorginho? Oh, please do, because I, 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 I like him, mate. I'll be honest with you. We never realised was he has hair like Marcus Alonso. No, mate, he's got hair like, like uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a... Of a like It's like a, almost like a 60s beehive gone wrong it's just mental dusty, i love it dusty springfield it is dusty springfield with more curlers wow he looked like something out of the marx brothers it's didn't he actually, yeah, yeah. It was harpo he's harpo marx mate harpo marx, yeah. maybe that's what he should do if he comes on tomorrow i would i will pay i will pay Jorginho all the money i have in the world which is not a lot admittedly but i'll i'll, I'll gladly spend it all on him if he comes on tomorrow with a little uh you know harpo marx horn and just oh, goes yeah. round, and every time he goes to a tackle, he goes. Do you think the missus would be pleased about this? This I think she'd appreciate the humour in it. Using the savings to, uh, to pay for I this. I think she'd appreciate the humour in it. Okay. You know, or or maybe what he could do 
you know, that famous scene from the Marx Brothers. I tell you what, me and my going complete. Dean's looking at us like, my God, what have I walked into again? I forgot how loony these two. Right, quick digression. I was a kid at the time. I was watching a Marx Brothers film with my mum, and it's the one where they kept passing something from each of them, and it was just ridiculous. And then, and then Harpo would like cut their ties. Remember that? And I, 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 I laughed so much, I nearly wet myself. I was definitely crying. So maybe that's what should, Georgina should do as well. She should come on with a pair of scissors and cut their shorts or something and then run away, kind of doing that mad Harpo laugh, you know. Anyway, wearing, a, wearing a tailcoat. Wearing a tailcoat and a hat. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the way forward, JK, isn't it? Yeah. It or is. his big Mac that he wore. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've clearly digressed get, massively. Get a chicken out. Get a chicken uh, out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, Jorginho, a.k.a. Harpo Marx. Uh, I think there's a place for him. I really, really do. But as I said, as I was saying a minute ago, I, I just think defensively he's a liability. And I think, you know, Frank's not stupid. He knows. Frank, no. Everybody who listens to the Chelsea fancast and, and beyond... I think Frank Lampard knows that his defence is shit. That's my assumption, all right? I think he knows. He's not blind. We can see it. Trust me, Frank can too. So if he's got Kante as a deep, deeper midfielder, it's insurance because he needs somebody there who can clean up and get back. Jorginho can't do that. So it'd be very interesting to see how they play against Palace instead of with Kante not being there. Yes, it's, it's, uh, we'll talk about it in part three. How about that? Yeah, I'd like that. We'll do that. Like that. But I'm going to yeah. keep you very happy now, JK, because we, we, as we approach going into part three, you will soon have the opportunity to blow a gasket about the defending against West Ham. How does that, <laughs> is that, are you happier now? <clears throat> is that good? Uh, I'm always happy to talk about um, bad defending. I thought you might do. Now, uh, talking of bad defending, um, we interviewed a few uh, for the Chelsea special. Actually, that's really unfair. These Some of these guys are the best players that have... <clears throat> played for the club. Um, as you should know by now, the Chelsea special series of interviews done by me and Martin King, who who wrote Hooli Fan, amongst other books, the uh, the biography of Peter Osgood, amongst them. Uh, we interviewed the likes of Carrie Dixon, Bobby Tambling, Chopper Harris, Tommy Baldwin, Johnny Boyle, John Bumpston, Gary Chivers, Colin Pates and Paul Cannaville. Uh, and they are brilliant because these guys just opened up to us about their love for playing for Chelsea, the love of the fans, Brilliant anecdotes, hilariously funny. Uh, they really are unmissable. There's about ten of them, you know. So for thirty quid, you could have all ten because they're two ninety nine each. That's that. That is less than ten cigarettes if you smoke. It's uh, I don't know, less than a. Well, it's certainly less than a pint of Guinness in the cock. That's for sure. You get two for that anyway. Uh, or, or two. Well, you know what I mean. It's cheaper than Guinness. That's the point. Um, anyway, so go to chelseaspecial.podbean.com. Uh, and then basically when you get there on the homepage, they're all listed. Just scroll down, get to one you fancy to download, and then you click on buy single episode now. That will take you to the paywall. Pay your money, listen to the show, download it forever. It's brilliant. What more could you want? Uh, website's ChelseaSpecial.com and Twitter is at Chelsea underscore special, Chelsea special on Facebook. Now, we'll be back in a minute, and we'll be talking about uh, the debacle against West Ham and also looking ahead to the Crystal Palace match tomorrow night. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> 
It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Right, welcome back. This is, is of course, the uh, Chelsea Fancast. I'm Stamford Chidge. Uh, I've got Dean Mears, who, as I said earlier on, he's top bins on the Zoom. Uh, the Zoom kind of uh, formation tonight. He's on the as I'm looking at it, he's he's playing left wing. Well, he could be right wing. I don't know. What do you reckon? Top bins, top corner. I'm top bins on my own screen. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm top in the co- in the Are corner. You? So you're in the Kante screen. role on mine. Yeah, yeah, weird, yeah. eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and as you as you heard there, uh, that uh, was the dulcet tones of uh, his right honourable lordship, the uh, Jonathan Kidd. Uh, now, Buenos Aires to you too, my friend. Mi amico. Um, okay, so uh, we've been, you know, waiting for this for the whole show. Jonathan's been champing at the bit to lose his bollocks about uh, how awful we were against West Ham, and now is our opportunity. Um, I, do you know what? I don't. I don't want to go in bit by bit uh, analysing each flaming goal. We know that uh, Rudiger should never have kicked the ball into touch. We knew that they should never have been caught on the, you know, Kepa should never have been caught in his toes on the goal line. We know that Aspie shouldn't have been marking Suchek. They'd already had a dry run. We know that. We know that Christensen uh, was half asleep for Antonio. And we know that Alonso uh, was in his own bubble and not tracking. We know that. We know, we know that they were awful, horrible, just unforgivable defensive errors. We know that. My question, J.K., is do we just not have good enough defenders? And, I mean, let's look at the defensive unit. What I mean by that, Kepa Caballero, Aspie, uh, Reese James, Marcus Alonso, Emerson, Tamori, Rudiger, Zuma, Christensen. That's our defensive squad. Are they not good enough 
Or is there something wrong with the coaching here? Because they make the same mistakes time and time and time again. Well, this is my point about, you know, even pathetically the corners. Um, it's it's the same. If, if the same error is being made, surely that must be a, a coaching problem. Surely. Surely they ought to be practising how to deal with with the ball being flicked over or the ball being put into the penalty area. Um, I mean, as Dean was saying, at least um, Zuma was standing in front of Kepa this time. But uh, um, Well, somebody I, had to I, make a save. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, for, for the, what happened, though, was that, that the Hammers, you know, it's, uh, it's difficult, isn't it, for... What does the manager say to a, a, a team that lost pathetically 1-0 to them early on in the season where they were similarly outdone um, in a very similar... It was a very similar setup. We just got mugged by a team that weren't playing very well. Once again, mugged by a team not playing very well. And it just seemed that the setup that the Hammers had, which is to have uh, a very strong centre-forward, which Antonio was. Antonio played out of his skin. You have to say that. He had he him com- on toast, didn't he? He had him and he completely bullied Rudiger. And Rudiger just seems to fall apart when he gets bullied and, and becomes like a kind of, uh, um, I don't know, there's some, there's some toy, isn't there, that just can't deal with it and bits fall off him as he, as he attempts to get involved, kind of whirling thing, but um, um, uh, which I can't remember from my youth. But uh, he... Uh, he had an absolutely dreadful, dreadful um, match, Rudiger. And it's the fact that he had such a dreadful match that makes you then think, is this going to happen again? Will he be sussed in another game? You know, I, I would always use the, the Bayern Munich match as a, as a kind of yardstick of, of what we need to do to improve, to actually become a, an elite team again. And I don't think any of them works in an elite team. And the rumour mill at the moment is that Kepa is going to be loaned out somewhere. And there are uh, several players who are bigger. They're going for a bigger goalkeeper, six foot four goalkeeper that I've, I've read about. Um, whether that's the case, it seems likely to me because he, 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 I know one shouldn't resort to stats, but we don't need to resort to stats. He's good at saving, um, as he did, low down shots. His command of the penalty area and high balls is is risible. It's just ridiculous. Um, and uh, and Marcus, for all his his occasional brilliance, and, and once again his stats are quite good, seems to just lose concentration. And it, as once again used the Bayern game as a as an example, he was completely taken to the cleaners. And I remember we us saying at the time, this team is not good enough to compete at this level. Okay, let's get rid of them all. And and start and start again. Well, we need to find out whether Tomori keeps being injured. Is he still a player for the future? Christensen, as we've established, is a very decent passer of the ball. Now, would he play better if he has? I mean, at, at the moment, Declan Rice is being used as a kind of John Terry example, um, and he did have a very good game indeed against us again. And he's got a very good tactical brain. So perhaps he has got a chance, and but I leads. think he's a leader too. He's a leader. You do need somebody of who is just a not a thug. You need somebody large who just really does. Um, Rice isn't for me. He, he's a leader, but he's not that kind of big player 
who just uh, even a Cahill you could use as, as an example. Cahill, when he played in the the Champions League final that season, was absolutely fantastic. And it's that kind of that kind of centre half we really need. And you could also then say Dave, despite his absolute brilliance, if you wanted a better fullback who whips the ball in, you then use examples of of um, Robertson and and uh, and and. Trent Arnold, whatever his name is. Terrence Trent Darby. Terrence Trent Darby, that's who I meant, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What was that that song you used to have? I can't remember. Anyway, got off off on my... I just knew you'd do that. I knew you'd do that. But it just came into my mind with him. You know, that was it. I just thought, I can't remember the bloody song. That's a great album, by the way. Anybody wants to... I have it. Good good 80s music. It's just completely brilliant. Um, uh, um, But so... uh, I I would, and you give the chance to Rhys James, who looks the future. Um, but uh, Emerson, I mean, uh, uh, what did he play the other day? He played in the Leicester game. He just passes the ball backwards. I just I can't bear it. I, he makes no effort to do anything. He's not he's not the answer. So I would I would sell them all. Personally, I would really sell them all. And I'm leaving Zuma here in because he's a decent header of the. But we're talking about we're talking about elite and the future. And as you say, Frank is absolutely aware of this. He can't not be aware of it because he's a top player and he knows what, you know, if we're noticing it, you can rest assured they've had this all sketched out for some time. And I reckon they've already got their eyes on various various players. And we know there's going to be a clear out. So uh, I, I think... Um, well, I, think uh, I think that's what's going to happen. Let's, let's hope so. I mean, I've been alluding to this for weeks and weeks and weeks now. You know, the interesting thing, Dean, is that I think we would all sit here around this table and say, well, you know, we are probably doing a lot better right now than we all thought we would have been doing at the beginning of the season, given the circumstances in which we found ourselves. But of course, the fact that we have done so well with all that context, we're not far away. You know, we are a few players away from challenging for titles and deep into Europe again. Uh, at a similar stage, Klopp went out and bought Alisson, Becker and uh, Virgil van Dijk, Dean, because yeah. he realised yeah. that his keepers were shit and his defence had Dejan Lovren in it. So, you know, he, he identified the problem, thought, well, if I'm going to win the title and win cups, this is what I need. And he went out and did it. I think we're at the same stage. And I have to, I have to agree with Jonathan about Kepper. He just doesn't do it for me. I mean, he's a great shot stopper. No problem with that. But he, he doesn't command his area. He doesn't, you know, he do, he gets rooted to the line all the time. He gets he's, he just doesn't have the physical presence, I don't think, for the Premier League. Uh, Rudiger, would you, I mean, here's the question I'm going to ask you, Dean. You know, would you build, uh, you know, your the, you know, we all know a good solid uh, defence is the foundation for a title win. Would you build that defence around uh, Antonio Rudiger? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Best players that I would get rid of yeah. over any of the other defenders. I mean, in my opinion, Christiansen is the best of a bad bunch in his overall game. But they all. He was appalling for that uh, Antonio goal, though, mate. Appalling. I mean, you yeah, know, he just was. I mean, Ashley Cole rinsed him for it. Uh, I'm sure you saw it. We all did. Ash Ash rinsed him for it, saying, "Where was his awareness of the danger?" Yeah, but on the same token, he's got you know Asby stood behind him. You know, there's no communication across the back four at all. Well, I think know? that's a big problem. 
no leadership, no communication. Where does that start in the defence? It should be from, you know, your leader, your centre-half, you know, that, that, I don't want to say John Terry, but, you know, that John Terry figure that... Um, or the keeper. Um, yeah. And that's um, obviously, you know, I think Frank's aware of that problem. You know, he's, he's not stupid, you know, everyone can see. But at the same time, you know, then it's his responsibility to, you know, make a solution out of that. And he, he hasn't really been able to do that. Um whether you go sort of old school when you're defending set pieces where you match up your biggest player to their biggest player, then it's your responsibility then to win the ball in the air. Um, you know, I don't know. But yeah, I think, you know, I've been a fan of Kepper as a shot stopper and as a goalkeeper, but, you know, you need somebody there that, you know, puts faith in the defence, especially when they're not on their game, that they can rely on a goalkeeper behind them. And if they're worrying about what's going on behind them, then sometimes, you know, you're forgetting what's going on in front of you, which is the you know, most important part of your job. I, th- I think Frank, you know, did make a valid point. He got a bit, bit uh, you know, piss taken out of him a bit for saying this, that, well, you know, we're not a very big side. And, you know, if you've got smaller players, they're going to get out-battled and out-jumped. And he, he does have a point there. Um I'm not so sure. I mean, Zoom is a unit, and I thought he did all right against Watford, but he's got errors all in him all, all the time. Rudiger's no shrinking violet. He's a big unit, so I, I don't buy this. Christensen, for me, and I think this is half the problem, chaps. You know, football is actually a really simple game. So what you do, you get the best players. So I'm a left-back, so I, I, I play left-back. You're a right-back, JK. You play right-back. Christensen's played in midfield. Is he really a centre-back? You know, get a bloody good centre-back and make them play in central defence. It's not fucking rocket science because yeah. I don't I don't think he's physical enough for a centre-back, irrespective sort of, making, of not seeing the danger. We're making excuses, aren't we, by saying he's a really good passer of the ball. Well, you know, you want somebody who's fucking a passer, passer of the ball who, yeah, who actually is a... Is a centre half as well who does the job as well, a centre half. You know half. there have been well JT J. I mean I I used to say yeah, this yeah. till I was blue in the face and now on the show you'll remember this because yeah. I heard this from the great man himself. Terry Venable said that J, J, JT had the best first touch of a defender he'd ever seen. So JT could play football, you know. Gary Cahill got derided for not you know having two left feet. He was all right. He did all right. The high. I tell you what. I, this is the other thing. Oh, I'm off on one today. I don't know what you've just done to wind me up, but I'm I'm on I'm on it. I'm on it. Right. What we really need is a proper, old, experienced central defender. A leader. an exper- Well, somebody with experience. Not going and buying some 24-year-old with a bit of potential. Because we need the leadership and we need the experience to organise that defence. And we need it now. I bet you the bloody club are ruining letting Gary Cahill go. Because for all of the criticism he used to get, you know, he'd been there, done it. He'd won everything in the game. And he could have mentored the likes of Christensen, perhaps, or Tamori even better. You know, he could have done a far better job, I think, than, than Rudiger's doing in that respect. It's interesting, isn't it, that you you admire Cahill now that he's playing decently at Palace. I admired him when but he was it, with us. I mean, no, but no, I'm saying, but in that last season, because he didn't get a chance under Sarri, because Sarri had made... He made one mistake, not to have and him. then he was yeah. cast adrift. And he was, he was absolutely. Um, so um, the club obviously went went along with... Sarri's view, thinking that Sarri would be the manager the following season, um, rather than assessing what the situation might be and that he might then have a, a role to play. So he was sold prematurely. Um, uh, clearly still a very a, a top player. But I, I, um, 
uh, if you remember the best combination for me, centre half wise, was Cavallio and JT. And Cavallio had everything wonderful pass of the ball, um, elements of the dark arts. Yeah. People at, at yeah, corners would, would chop them down when the referee wasn't looking. Streetwise. Uh, streetwise, but um, fantastic header of the ball, great speed. Uh, you, you, at the moment, we're not seeing any of that. No, we're not. Um, I mean, as I said, I've just given the solution. You know, we need a, we need we need world class players if we want to go and compete to yeah. where we want to be competing. Well, and I think starting with a world class keeper and a world class centre back is the way to go. The trouble is, I just don't think they're out there or available. So, in the absence of that, get a big fucking keeper who can defend in the Premier League and get a central defence. I mean, you know, Simon Johnson's marvelous article in the Athletic the other week mentioned uh, Koulibaly and uh, Jerome Boateng. Now, I mean, you know, Boateng has, has, has played over 300 games for Bayern Munich. They're, they're not a bad side. And he's played, I don't know, 70 times for Germany. They're not a bad side. You know, that's the kind of experience and leadership that you need just to mentor some of these players through. We know Tamori, I mean, Tamori, I think, you know, he's the one for the future because he's got everything that Frank wants. He's athletic, he's intelligent, he's got game awareness and he can play football. All right. What he needs is experience, okay, or be mentored like JT was with Mar- uh, Marcel Desai, of course. You know, so that's what we need. Anyway, before I blow a gasket, I'm going to move on. Here's the thing: after the West Ham game, I don't know how you lot felt. I think maybe it was just because it was the way that we lost that, that really pissed me off. But it felt it felt terrible. They felt like, oh my God, we've blown it. You know, United and Wolves are going to catch us up. We're not going to finish in the top four. It's all going to go horribly wrong. We we beat City, and it was all for nothing. But I've had, I have to say, the last kind of you know week, I've, I've thought about this. Obviously, helped by us beating, uh, you know, Watford and Arsenal doing us a favour against Wolves. Here's the thing, though. Maybe maybe that defeat was not as crucial as it felt because I bet you none of us expected us to beat City, and yet we did. So in a sense, we're kind of net neutral. And I said, you know, you know, just, just, just the, the point I wanted to finish on, J.K. We got nine games in this kind of weird mini behind closed doors league. You get nine games in the World Cup to win the World Cup. So that means in, the, in that run in the World Cup, you can afford to lose one and draw one. I think we're at that stage. So we've got five games left. Right? We can only afford. We can't lose any more. We can afford to draw one of them. And we've got Liverpool and Wolves in that mix. If we beat Liverpool, which I think we can, we can still afford to lose uh, to draw to Wolves. And I think we'll be fine. There you go. Got it all worked out. <laughs> He's looking at me like I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I just because, no, I think you were just saying how Man City was, you know, we, we shouldn't have got that result. But we did get that result and we played fantastically. And this is why the Jekyll and Hyde nature of the team is so disappointing. Is if you play with such discipline, they hardly made any errors. They were absolutely on the case against City. I know City, they help you because they give you opportunities because they're pressing up so much and you can then stretch them and play the ball over the top for them. But nonetheless, it was a very, and very... They're not going to beat you with set-piece corners or, or, or on the counter-attack either. No, no, it's we're the weak. most basic things that we get beaten by. It's about teams defending and counter-attack and... And corners that are that City don't f- almost feel is necessary because they're the way they're playing is a constant press, and and they're wonderfully skillful. So if we can set up to defeat them, surely we should be able to set up 
to defeat the most other basic aspects? Or is it that our players are a little bit too elite themselves so they can compete against City, but not against the most basic bullying that West Ham got up to? Because that's what they did. Antonio bullied everybody and they booted the ball down to him and he held it up well and we weren't capable. Who was missing at the start against West Ham, Dean? Caught me off guard there. Mason Mount. Yeah. Did we look lethargic and not pressing all over the pitch? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. QED. He makes the difference, that kid. He really, really, really does. Bottom line is, though, Dean, I think my point's valid. I think... I didn't expect... I mean, I always say we're going to win every game because I'm a Chelsea supporter, but I didn't really expect us to beat City. And I, I had a I had a bad feeling about the West Ham game, but I still think, quids in, you know, we're, we're net neutral. So, you know, we've got winnable games, you know, Palace tomorrow, Sheffield United, Norwich, Liverpool and Wolves. Liverpool are on the beach, you know. Wolves may be out of it by then last game of the season. I think it's in our hands. I really do. Yeah, I think we sort of got away with it a bit because some other teams did drop points. Uh, United aside, um, it sort of allowed us to, to take the hit on the game, so to speak. But I think you know, the point that JK was making that before we, we don't have leaders, that's why we're sort of Jekyll and Hyde because you know, John Terry, Frank Lampard, Dier, and Cole Petacek wouldn't have let the players not perform against teams like West Ham. They don't just show up for Man City, they show up every week. Yeah. And, well, that's the issue that we've got. Leadership, we'll, Dean, leadership. Unless we fix that. You know, yeah, I agree, it's in our hands. You know, we're in fourth now, point behind Leicester. We've got a, a good little run of games towards the end of the season. Um, it, it's, you know, depends what Chelsea turn up. Well, that <laughs> it's always been that way, mate. It's a Chelsea thing, as I keep saying. It's what we do, it's what we've always done. I mean, Jonathan and I did uh, 50 Years of Chelsea 81-82 last week and we, 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 we lost to Rotherham 6-0 and then three days later we beat Liverpool. Well, actually, we didn't because I think we played them a bit earlier. But, I mean, you know, the same season we beat Liverpool, the European champions. It's what Chelsea does. We lose to the teams we're not supposed to lose to and we beat the teams we're not supposed to beat. It's what we do. Now, talking of which, we've got Palace tomorrow night. Uh, again, what worries me is that this is a team that we sh- we should beat. Uh, we have a very good record against uh, against Palace. Um, I'm trying to find out. There we go. Yeah, we've won four of the last five. Lost one. Uh, so we've got a good record against them. Um, but uh, we do have some injury troubles, as we were hearing uh, from Frank. Uh, first of all, J.K., we know Kante's out. Uh, we know Kovacic is out. Uh, I think Giroud took a knock as well. Although Frank didn't seem to be too worried about him. We know tomorrow he's got this mystery injury. So, you know, it's unlikely he would have started anyway. So first things first, really, uh, who does he start uh, if if Kante and Kovacic doesn't play? Um, Gilmore or Jorginho, isn't it? Indeed, it'll be the one of the two, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I don't think Gilmore's um, on his game at the moment. But I think, as I said, he... He didn't pick Jorginho when Kante got injured. He put Gilmore on. So perhaps he was uh, testing him for for tomorrow. Um, they'll have to change the way they play uh, because Gilmore isn't Kante and neither is Jorginho. Perhaps Jorginho fits it. Maybe better. he'll play both. Yeah, perhaps he'll um, perhaps he'll change the way the uh, 
defensively they 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 set up. Um, I'm trying to think. Was it Aspilicueta will probably keep Zahar in his pocket as he normally does. Um, they normally have a very good uh, very good battle. Um, or James. Yeah, yes, he'd be down that wing, won't he? I, I don't be, think he'll. Ch- I mean, I think yeah. what what I, thought... I think he'll keep the same team because they other, other than the other than the, the old Jorginho and yeah. and uh, I think that's what he normally does, doesn't he? He seems to keep faith in the team. Dean made a really good point earlier on. Actually, it's something I've noticed with Frank. I don't know if you noticed this too, but I think Dean's right. I think Frank's quite uh, you know superstitious and you know like uh, you know they did well against uh, Watford. I, I think he'll keep the defense. I think he won't change that at all. Because you see, Palace will be a threat, uh, you know, at set pieces again. I mean, we've just been talking about him. Gary Cahill will be a threat at set pieces for Palace. So I think. So he... what, what's their free kick guy called? What's his, what's it? Milosevic. No, what's his name? Mia Vojevic. Um, yeah, he's a very decent. Do you know free what, kick mate? That's a, that's a standout moment. I used to have to say his name every Sunday on Love Sport Radio, and I could never. I, I used to get all Alan Brazil about it. The Palace penalty taker. You know, that's what I used to have to resort to. The Did Palace number in that four. Voice, in that voice, Chidge, when you did Only that when voice. I was as drunk as him doing the show, obviously. Oh, okay, good. Right. But yeah, Mia Vojovic, I finally nailed it. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, they've got some, they got some decent players. Town, is Townsend uh, fit? I don't know, really. I don't really watch Palace every week, funnily enough. But I mean, He's look, a good player as well, yeah. Bottom line is, he'll keep the defence the same, I reckon, won't he, Dean? Yeah, I think I think the only change will be Angola Kante. I think he'll stick to the team as close as he can, uh, depending on Drew's fitness. Um, he'll just want to keep that as it is. And you don't think he'll he'll play both Jorginho and Kante and change the system a bit? No, I think he wants to keep with you know reward. Bar the pressing forward setup he's got. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, luckily that um, you know Palace aren't going to be a team that's going to try and get on the ball and mm. attack us you know, all game. They're going to sit and let us have the we'll ball. We'll have the ball. Yeah. So that will, you know, allow him to sort of pick Gilmore or Jorginho. Because yeah. I was thinking that, can, uh, you know, Gilmore could, could, you know, do Jorginho's running. So if you have had them as a two in the midfield, you know, you still, or, or, or Jorginho kind of slightly forward. I mean, I, I hate to use the word on the pivot, but, you know, Jorginho's good at distribution, keeping hold of the ball, putting people through forward. But if he loses the ball, we're fucked. That's the trouble. You've got Billy Gilmore playing in midfield with him as well. He can do his running. He can track back for Jorginho. So who do you drop then? Well, that's a good question. Oh, Barkley, he can go. There you go. Oh, Because you can't drop Mount. Mount's got to stay. No. No. Bottom line is, I think I think you're both right. I think he won't play Kante and George, uh, Gilmore and Jorginho. He'll just play Billy Gilmore and he'll keep it pretty much the same. Um, now, here's the thing. One thing I think is an absolute dead cert at the moment, and I think has been just a humongous bright spot uh, since we we you know we got the football back, and that's Christian Pulisic, who has just. I mean, we've had glimpses of how good a player he could be earlier in the season. Then he got that injury. Uh, and yet he's been brilliant since he came back. I mean, I know there have been some daft things going around Twitter today and, and, and in the newspapers about, uh, you know, oh, he could be the new Hazard. He, I mean, that's all nonsense. Hazard had a, a long career at Chelsea and took a long time to, to prove how good he was. Well, he, he proved how good he was from the moment he got there, but he did it over a long period of time. It's very early in Pulisic's career, but what I do like, Jonathan, is the fact that when he has the ball and he runs at defences, they shit themselves like they did when Hazard ran at yeah. them. Yeah, but I think the difference is that um, 
my observation is that Pulisic makes lots of runs um, asking for the ball or, or goes to get the ball um, and and then has a, an absolutely brilliant pace about him that he keeps the ball while going past players. Whereas um, uh, Hazard did that thing of of stopping on the ball, looking at players, assessing the situation and then going up to them and accelerating past them. I said this last week, in fact, I think it's... Um, he. He was more, Hazard was more Charlie Cook who did the same thing. Whereas Pulisic, just his sheer pace and brilliant control to, to waft past as many people as he can in a, in a, in a, like a slalom. And uh, it's just so impressive. He has been playing out of his skin. And he, for me, he's, a, he's just a very terrific, uh, um, very terrific on the ball. Gives such a, uh, a great match winning option. And in, interestingly, it's his speed, which is so different. If you use Robin as an example of another great uh, person with great ability, he didn't have the pace that Pulisic had. He just had that wonderful skill of being able to get past people. And, and um, you know, he's, right, he's hazard-like in that he beats players, but I think he's just going to get better and better. And uh, as you say, he's such a handful. Players will indeed be shitting themselves, but he's mm. been... He's been playing out of his skin. And I love the way that in the interview about him at the end of the Watford game, Frank just sort of grinned a little boyish grin when asked about him because they, they uh, I think the interviewer said he's playing quite well, isn't he? He did a kind of woohoo, yeah. Uh, not wanting to let on that clearly if he just carries on playing like this and improves, he is such a find. In which case you've got to congratulate the uh, Marina and all the board for having uh, worked out that he was a player for the future. Not because just to sell shirts, eh? Indeed, not just to sell shirts. Because I'm, I'm uh, sure I said that on the Chelsea fan cast. I'm afraid you did. Bidge. At least you I'm did. honest enough to admit that I'm a twat. Yeah, you are very honest to say, yeah. say that. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. I, I kept no my shame. powder dry because I didn't. You Unlike know, you, mate. I, yeah, I know, but well, I couldn't. It's true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I couldn't believe that they would buy anybody just for shirts. It's just kind of sort of for shits and weird... for shirts and giggles, mate. Yeah, indeed. I just thought. <laughs> He must be quite good, surely. But no, he really has come into his own. It's been, um, it's that's been quite joyous actually. It's been quite yeah, joyous. It's lovely watching. to see. It really is lovely to it's what see. What we want to see. Um, yeah. I tell you what, though, Dino, there is a comparison I think that we can already make uh, between Pulisic and uh, and Hazard. He's getting he's getting the treatment. That you know they've they've yeah. identified him as a threat and they're taking him out at every available opportunity. You know, and I've got to be honest, mate. I mean, I grew up in a, at a time when, uh, if you had a really talented player in your side, he was a bit frail. Uh, there'd always be somebody in the team that, if he got fouled nastily, would seek out the offender and try and break his legs and put him off from doing it again. Uh, I remember a brilliant story because uh, Brian Brian Robson was a great schoolboy hero of mine, even though he, he played for for West Brom and United. There's a great story about when uh, Ryan Giggs broke into the team and uh, some hairy-ass midfielder, just absolutely two-footed Giggsy, who was only about 17, 18 at the time, and he looked he looked like he'd gone, you know. He was like, I don't want to be on this pitch anymore. And Brian Robson went up to him, put an arm around his shoulder and said, who was it, lad? <laughs> in a very kind of menacing tone. Five minutes later, Robbo put this bloke into the stand. That's how you deal with it. 
And we don't seem to have that in the game anymore, which I think is a great shame, actually, in many <laughs> respects. But he's getting the treatment, isn't he, Dean? And it's a worry, I have to say. He took a couple of nasty knocks against Watford, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's the brightest spark in our attacking unit and teams are going to seek to destroy that. And the only comparison he needs to be worried about with Hazard is his body being able to cope with taking that amount of you know hits every game. You know, one of the great things about Hazard was he was able to stay injury-free for such a long period of time. Tough little bugger, Hazard, wasn't he? Yeah. And, you know, the, the good thing about it, though, you know, like getting the penalty against Watford, he had four players rushing towards him. Yeah. The box because they were so worried about what he was going to do. You know, in, fact, in fact, the second one was a penalty as well. The second one was a penalty definitely, as well. Definitely. Definitely. But then you, that's when you just despair of refs. I mean, I you know, it was so obvious. Why would he, you know, two of them go for him. He's sandwiched. He's like, just the filling. Just get smashed down. What? Yeah, they're, they're, sorry, they're useless. Yeah, sorry, Dean. We're not going to give two penalties to us in one day, are we? Nope. Nope, definitely not. Yeah, he's a good player. And I think I think it's timely as well, because, you know, with all the talk about, you know, the likes of Werner and Zayech coming in and, and maybe even Havertz, who knows. Uh, he's, he's really staking a claim, uh, which I think is important for him. But it's good to see, isn't it, JK? It is, but I... I fear for, for Hudson Adoy, yep. who really has to get his game together, whether he has to do that in the, the season after the, the preseason before the oh, next season. Know. Remember because, um well it could for all his, his exhibiting excellent skill in the Europa League, um he, he mustn't be left behind in this situation. Well, he is still very young. I mean, you yeah. know, we, we should recognise yeah. that. And it's not unusual. So, so Pulisic. Yeah, but he's played a lot more football, mate. You know, he was playing in uh, Dortmund's side, you know, can set, you know, a lot, basically. The thing about Hudson Odoi, this is something you often see with youngsters as well. They can explode onto the scene, all right, and then they can have a, a, a bit of a dip. And remember, you know, he's had a... An injury as nasty, well, not as nasty as, as Loftus-Cheeks, but a similar injury. We don't know quite what's going on with his head. He might not have that kind of confidence in his body. Again, he's young, so that can have a massive impact on you when you suddenly are confronted with your own vulnerability at an early age. So I think, I, I agree with you, you know, but I think he needs a lot of time and a lot of patience. What he also needs is somebody talking to him and saying, don't be such big, Billy Big Bollocks, you've got to start again, mate, you know. So, and I'm sure, you know, come on, there's an, you've got Jody Morris there, you've got Frank Lampard there. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of good people around him to say, look, you know, I mean, by all accounts, he's a really, really good kid. Colin uh, Pates, who we interviewed for the Chelsea special, talked a lot about Hudson Odoi because he, he coached him when he was at the Whitgift School. And he said he's got so much talent. And he's a lovely, he's cheeky. He's got a lot of confidence in his own ability, but he's basically a lovely kid. So, you know, let's let's not give up on him yet. I I just think he needs a bit of time and a bit of TLC, uh, but because he could be a huge talent. Right, let's get on with the old predictions. Uh, Dean, what are you going to go for, mate? Um, yeah, I think we'll um we'll win three one. You know, cutting keeping another clean sheet. But yeah, confident that um the way we're attacking in the game against Watford, the confidence is going to be high, and we'll get some goals. So hopefully, Palace are on the beach. Mm. J.K. I think it'll be 3-2. I think three will be the number again, be the magic number. But I think we'll have kittens in the last 10 minutes again. Okay. Well, I'm going to say 2-1, which is still three, if you think about it. Yeah. So there you go. We can't get away from this three, can we? Yeah. So there you go. But who knows? I think if we score, you know, I mean, I don't know about you boys, but 
two nil up against pa- uh, against Watford. I'm thinking, for fuck's sake, get a third. Yeah. Of course. I just don't feel confident. We don't trust them. We're not comfortable. Uh, we no, need, no, we no, need no, a three-goal yeah. cushion at the moment, yeah, don't we? every time. Anyway. What who, do we think of the kit, by the way? It's good, yeah. Oh, well, no, that's coming up in a minute, so let's let's not... Who is it? I'm sorry. Let's, let's, we have a bit of a debate to that in a minute. Um, okay. okay, I'm just wandering, whizzing around thinking, is there anything I can plug at the moment? I'm sure there is. No, you're safe for now. So that means uh, we're going to go to a break, and then we come back. We've got an abundance of email. Actually, no, we haven't. We've got two emails, but they're beautifully formed. And one of them is on the kit, JK. So there you go. We'll be back in a sec. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. And uh, I am Stanford Chidge. Uh, over there is Jonathan Kidd. Hee-hoo! And uh, as we keep saying, top bins, Mr. Dean Mears. Evening. Good to have you back, Dean. Enjoyed your company tonight. Yeah. Right, we've got two emails. The first one, uh, JK, is from Colin McPherson, who is... Uh, I, I keep meaning to contact you, Colin, and I'm very, very sorry because... He very kindly uh, emailed and tweeted me ages ago. He's a, he's a big Chelsea fan. He's a, he's a big Rangers fan as well. So we need to we need to talk to Colin properly. And I owe you an email, mate. So I'm, I'm apologising now. But anyway, off you go, J.K. Colin McPherson. Hello, gentlemen. I do hope you're all staying safe during these trying times. I'm curious to know what each of your opinions are on the preferred starting eleven in the league based on the signings we have. For myself, it would be 4-2-3-1, stroke 4-4-2. Kepa, James, Christensen, Aspie, Alonso, Kante, Jorginho slash Gilmore, central defensive midfielder, Pulisic, left wing, uh, Mount, right wing, Tammy, centre forward, Werner, Zayech, um, Camp. No, what's that, Cam? Central attacking something. I don't know. Something or other. Midfielder. No, central attacking. Anyway, they're in the centre and they're attacking. Although we're rumoured to be in for Havertz and Chilwell, I feel a decent centre-back is required to come in, allow us to move some of the deadwood in that position on, like Azuma or Rudiger, who I don't see Frank building his long-term back for around. Which is what I just said. Just what I just said, Colin. We agree completely. With the stadium planning permission be extended, do you think this is something the club will look into, considering the current financial climate? Actually, it would be perfect, wouldn't it, to build now? Because there'd be no going anywhere. We can't go to anywhere else. So you, you, you might as well say, yeah, get get on with it. It's going to yeah. take four or five years, mate. Yeah, but then we might. Some of us might still be locked down in five years' time. Well, very few of us. But you know, but yeah, yeah, I'm talking bollocks. Anyway, <laughs> after Roman's efforts to assist during the COVID nineteen crisis, do we see sanctions again against him being lifted with the potential promise of new stadia stimulating the London economy? Very good point. Yeah, it would stimulate. Yeah. But I think I think they would be churlish in not um, um, allowing him better travel arrangements after his uh, brilliance with the NHS. As a Glasgow-based blue, it would be good if you could share my Twitter handle online as I'm aiming to provide content for both Rangers slash Chelsea. Twitter handle is Colin McP1872. That's C-O-L-I-N-M-C-P-1872. Thanks, lads. Keep the blue flag flying high. Stay staunch. 
Colin. Good, staunch, lovely word. Um, I think we've talked about the team, haven't we? Um, uh, I, I would, at the moment, I'm afraid, play Giroud every time because I don't think Tammy's up to it. I think Tammy coming on has not uh, excelled himself. I think he's been a, a victim of the, um, of the three-month restart. Uh, he just seems to be off the pace a bit. Um, a bit like James, a bit like um, uh, who else hasn't really been there with it? A bit like Loftus Cheek, who was uh, was better when he came on. I think, uh, as we've said, for some of them, it's not been easy coming back into the side. As with Gilmore, we're not sure about Gilmore at the moment. He's still just a little bit rusty, um, which is why it makes the brilliance of Mountain Pulisic uh, all the more, and even Aspie, all the more... Um, uh, interesting, isn't it? Some players have adapted much better to this this um, um, three months off. As they always, as they always work well because they they're humans, and we see it, we see it, you know, at the beginning of any season. Um, Dean, what, what? I mean, I, I've got some strong feelings on that side, which I'll, I'll go into in a minute. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I always prefer you know four three three. I think it offers you know more in terms of attack than a four two three one. I think. When you go four two three one, you're stuck with those four attacking players, and that's that. Whereas the four three three can, you know, have five or six players, seven if you include fullbacks overlapping in your attacking movements. And um, was he asking for if we include in the new signings, who would you pick? He is. He is. Yeah. So you know, I keep the back five as it is. Well, you he said the signings we've made already. So Zayac and Verma, Werner. Yeah, I'd put them you know, straight in the team with um, Werner up front and, and Zayic on the wing, replacing William. Keep Kante in the hole and have Mount and Loftus-Cheek if they were both you know, fully fit. Hmm. Uh, OK, well, I, I agree with Kepper. I agree with James. Um, uh, Christensen... He's, is he, he, yeah, it's interesting. He's, he doesn't seem to have got four uh, two centre-backs there. He has. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, James definitely. Uh, Christensen, yes. Uh, Tamori, if if fit, which I presume he would be. Uh, Aspie, presumably he's still there too, so that that works. Kante, absolutely. Um, I would put uh, Mount in midfield and Barkley and or Loftus-Cheek. And then up front... I would have Werner as your centre forward, Pulisic on one wing, and Zayec on the other. So no place for William. Well, he's gone. Oh, is he? Okay. Is my presumption. All right. But anyway, that and, and Colin's presumption. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, what else did he ask? Some other good. We agree about the defence, Colin. Clearly, the stadium permission being extended. Do you think some of the club? No, don't think they're going to even go there. Uh, uh, Roman should absolutely be given. Um, you know, a lot more love and leeway by the government, whether they do or not is a moot point. Um, because of what they're, I mean, you know, I don't know if you saw today in the news about uh, sanctions because we, could, we can go our own way now. So the Russians are, uh, are, are going to have a problem with this government, that's for sure. And I mentioned about the Glasgow connection uh, and the uh, the Rangers connection, Colin. So, yeah, uh, and Jonathan's already done your Twitter handle, but I'll do it again. It's at Colin McPee1872. Go and follow Colin. He's a decent lad. Right, last and second email of the week is from our great friend Alex Davidson. Uh, Chidge and kiddo and fellow lords of Stamford Bridge. That would be you, Dean. Nike should be brought to account for crimes against football. 
What is this new kit about? Everybody knows the 1970 kit was the best. It's a classic. Yet Nike's Chelsea kits get uglier each season. I think a Spurs or Arsenal mole is in the design team, deliberately sabotaging the Chelsea aesthetic. If I was king overlord of English football, I would nationalise Umbro and reinstate them as the one and only kit maker. Umbro never took the piss with their kits, except during those few dodgy shark's tooth design years in the 90s. Absolutely. Are you with me, lads? Let's gather the angry villagers and storm the ramparts. Burn them! Burn them! Yeah, I'm with you, Alex. I'm with you. I mean, look, we, we, we did promise a chat about the kit. I have to say, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I don't find it too offensive, to be really honest with you. Uh, a lot of people have had a, got a big problem with the tree in the middle of the uh, the thing. But that's that's Three's logo. I won't have a bad word said against Three, by the way, because they gave me a million pounds. Not personally, I hasten to add. Uh, they gave me a budget of a million pounds to make 92 programmes on the 2006 World Cup. Uh, and life has never been as good again. So I, I won't I won't I won't slag three off. Uh and that's the logo, that's the way it is. But I think the kit I like quite like the black trimmings, JK. Um the black trimmings remind me of an American um dancing band, um uh marching band, I should say, <laughs> um at the NFL, where they seem to put strange combinations of colours together, blue and black. You know, I suppose you can say that there is there has been blue and black in Chelsea kits in the past, but it's normally been black socks with white tops with very, you know, those with two right white hoops, which I think was a, a kit of the thirties, but we're not going back to that. I mean, luckily they've kept the white socks, but uh, um, yeah, it looks all right. I just think I'd like it to be slightly more imaginative. Uh, I, I don't know. There's something else, you know, Stick another colour in it or something. Just make it look a bit more interesting. Use the colours on the badge. They're always good. They've always been good. But um, it's only for a season, isn't it? Then they'll come up with something else. I'll tell and you it, what. It's, I suppose it's, it's quite presentable. You don't notice the black trim very much. If I've got, um, got one criticism of it, it looks a bit like a T-shirt. Doesn't it look yeah. like a football kit? But isn't, that, isn't that deliberate so that people will wear it as, uh, oh, I don't you know. Know, as, as casual wear? I think, I think the great thing about football kits is that they... They have to look like nothing else other than a football kit, so that if you if you've got the balls to wear one publicly, you're going to look like a knob because it's not it's not designed for casual wear. It's designed for playing football. But I think I think there has been a um, um, a pattern here that uh, they seem to be trying to design outfits that you could wear. I mean the, the white disco. the white polo shirt, the white one, the, the thing Perry, of beauty, Fred Perry one, thing of yeah. beauty, isn't it? Yeah. Dino, uh, you're you're our resident Ute this week, who's probably still young enough to be able to wear a football joysy, as they like to say in the states. Uh, so I think your view probably counts far more than old farts like me and J.K. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting because you know when you go to Stamford Bridge, there's not that many people that actually wear Chelsea shirts in the ground. You know, it's one of the only clubs that sort of seem to be like that. Um, you know, I don't really get caught up in the kits. You know, they're for kids and for you know mainly overseas fans. Um, I always like a little splash of red in my kit. Yeah, me too. Me too. Absolutely. Just a little, a little. Um, it's a, it's a um, a nuance in the rose in the badge, and I like yeah. that very much. Yeah. You had that a couple of years ago with the sort of red stripes on through the kit. I like that one. You did. I yeah. agree. It's a football kit. It so okay. Six. Sorry, Dean. Finish. Finish point. Sorry, mate. Like I say it's just a football kit. It'll last one year, and then there'll be another one. Indeed, that's very true. Okay, so thumbs up or down for the kit. Dean, thumbs up, thumbs down. 
middle of the road. Okay, yeah. so no decision from Dean. Splinters up his ass. Jonathan? Dodgy. So he's kind of like doing his Emperor Nero. Is it, go, is it going down? It's no, no, getting no. there, but it's not. It's just staying there because it's on a wall. So you're 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 basically sitting on the fence as well. Um, and I don't really care. So I'm, I'm sitting on the fence too. You're not even sitting on the fence at no, all. Not even sitting on the fence. I make my anywhere near the fence. I make my own fence, darling. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just don't care really. I mean, I don't like any of them really. So I don't really care. And it's a shame because I used to love kits. And you know that mug I showed you last week with all the different kits. I, oh, love, I, love, I love all that. But I don't really wear them anymore. I'm too fat and old to be wearing a bloody football kit. Although I have been seen wandering around the environs of Winchester with my uh, 1970, late 1970s Umbro kit on, which I do love. Because I think it, it also doesn't look like you're too much of a lemon wearing it if you're a bit portly. So you know, I find myself wearing just old T-shirts. So that just come out, I'm wearing my... Mourinho special one yeah, t-shirt yeah, just because yeah. it was there after the wash you know yeah, I'm not yeah, deliberately wearing it but yeah. you might as well wear them if you bought them but as you say kits are slightly different aren't they there are you have to almost specifically think hmm I'm wearing my kit today yeah so. I know all right good stuff great emails people Chris Castley yours is top of the list next week do uh make sure you send your emails in and I, I I'm ha- I have a habit of uh uh, writing the scripts on Sunday when I can to give me a, I, I've got a bit of work to on Mondays these days. So if you can get them into me on a Sunday, then I'm you'll absolutely get you know you'll make the cut. If you get them in on a Monday, you probably won't. So get them in as soon as you can uh, and get them into at Chelsea. No, not that's the Twitter address. Get them into chelseafancast at gmail dot com or send them to Twitter at chelseafancast or Instagram at chelseafancast. And they will be read out by the finest voiceover artiste in the universe. Oh, who's coming in then? And Jonathan Kidd. So, uh, there we go. Uh, Brilliant stuff. Really enjoyed them this week. Now, uh, that, I'm afraid, blimey, that's whizzed through tonight. Goodness gracious me. It is all we've got time for this week. We will be back next Monday to look back at the Crystal Palace and the Sheffield United matches. Uh, We'll also be looking ahead to uh, the Norwich match. Uh, and I will be joined next Monday by how about this for a stellar lineup? Uh, Jonathan Kidd, Marco Worrell, and Liam Toomey. How about that? You and I will shut up and say nothing. Be I'm easy. not saying anything. Yeah, it'd be an easy, easy gig for us next week. Yeah, yeah completely. Uh, now, before that, uh, we've got the next edition of Fifty Years of Chelsea. Uh, and uh, I'll be with you as usual, uh, as uh, as will Jonathan. And, of course, we will be joined by the legend that is Mark Meehan, who is Mr. Chelsea. He's eaten a Chelsea encyclopedia or three, I think, Mark Meehan. And we'll be looking back at the 82-83 season. Um, what a season that was. It was, yeah. I mean, that will go down in infamy. Infamy, infamy. They've all got it in for me. But that, quite, quite, quite probably, I mean, certainly statistically, but quite probably the worst season in Chelsea's long history uh no redeeming features about that season whatsoever actually there are one or two because i've done the notes but anyway look out for that that'll be coming out later this week and of course we've got another edition of my chelsea coming up i hope you all enjoyed the rick glanville one that i put up last week it was an absolute stonker um this week this friday we've got the lovely chelsea chadder who will be on uh and he discussed with me how he became a Chelsea supporter, his favourite players and matches growing up, and his best and worst moments as a Chelsea fan. So there you go. Now, uh this little thing here can be uh, heard as a podcast, as you well know, on ChelseaFancast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, as well as other podcast distributors, uh such as these. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. 
for match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Uh there we go. Now, CFC Blues app, uh, really great. You can get all your podcasts on there, whether it's us, London is, London, uh, is Blue, all of them. So do check it out. Uh, right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I know. Patreon. A massive, massive thank you. Massive shout out and thank you to all of our Patreon members who have been beautiful, wonderful and very, very lovely in donating money every month uh, to uh, help me uh, pay for the running costs of this of the, all the shows that we do. Uh, and uh, do send me messages on there if you want to get in touch with me. Uh, I can usually respond because I've got the app on my phone. So uh, do do that. And uh, if you want to send it a longer one on, you know, you can put it on there too. Uh, and if you want to donate to help us uh, cover the cost of the show, easy to do. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast uh, and pay as much or as little as you like. And uh, it, it, it's a monthly fee and it's much appreciated. So there you go. Now, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Cheers, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Dean at Dean Mears, and the rest of the Fancast mob are Marco at Gate17, Marco, Joe Tweeds at Joe Tweedy, Clayton at Goalie59, Tony at Grocer Jack UK, Martin at Martin Wickham, Dan at Dan Silv73, Liam Toomey at Liam underscore Toomey, and Alex Churchill at CFCGWLB. And as I said, don't forget to check out our Instagram and Facebook accounts at Chelsea Fancast. There you go. It's absolutely whizzed through tonight, uh, JK and Dean. Dean, it's always lovely having you on the show. It's a shame it's been a while, thanks to no football and stuff, but good to have you back, my friend. Yeah, it's always a joy. You know, I don't get 75% of the references, but I still enjoy it. That's right. Nor do we. We make them all up, mate. Don't worry. We, we, look, <laughs> we look like we know what we're talking about, but it's all It's because rubbish. we're both so old. And we are very, very old indeed. But, Dean, brilliant. We'll get you back on... Uh, well, I mean, we've got a pretty tight schedule for the next few weeks, but uh, there'll be there'll be more coming up, and we'll get you on for sure. It's lovely having you on. Uh, by the way, people, you should read Dean's uh, weekly... Uh, uh, well, Dean's putting a lot of work up, actually, on the website. He's got Dean's Monday Musings, which I've been enjoying on the yeah. website yeah and email of the week's going up isn't it yeah that'll be up uh, tomorrow yeah okay which one are you going to choose this week uh, I think the kits I think people are like that. Yeah. yeah okay good stuff uh, by the way we had a, a stonking email last week from uh, 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 Arthur Oliver was it JK yeah anyway he said that he, we can put his up if we want so I, I forward it to you if you didn't have it yeah uh, all right, great stuff. Dean, you've been brilliant. Thanks so much. And as for you, young Mr. Kid, Sorry about my hatred for Barclay. I don't hate him. I just want him to be better. I know you do. I know. You you know somebody said during the week, they said that I was um, uh, a predetermined hatred for players. <gasps> no. Just, no. I want, I want Jonathan to... has never predetermined anything in his life. No, exactly. I go watching, through, forgetting. I've forgotten how bad they were. Just go and think, oh, that's an interesting player. What's his name? Oh, but Barkley? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's not very good. Um, no, I, I don't ever. I don't ever watch and think, uh, oh, yeah, they're just satisfying my 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 already stated opinion of them. Not in the slightest. I want them to do better. I want to feel that they've been coached and they're learning some situations. But if they don't come up to scratch, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm allowed to say, sorry, they're not. They're not doing what I want them to do. And I, I then get worried for them. And um, in some instances, my worry is such that we don't ever see them playing in a Chelsea shirt again. So I'm not completely wrong, am I? So No, 
No, that's true. I've got one question to ask you. Um, are you are you kind of missing not not being in in Aussies and and all of that? It's a big part of your life, man. Well, what we were doing was we were attempting to replicate um, uh, speaking to the people I sit with in Aussies by um, by having a Zoom meeting at the end of the games. But um, uh, I'm not convinced that the others were too happy about it because we after the uh, after the Watford game. David and Carrie, who I sit with, forgotten all about it. And so it was just me and Lynn. I got a note from David saying, sorry, we forgot. So I think perhaps the whole process is enhanced with what being at the game itself rather than Zooming, which I think lots of people are finding. I think Zoom is a, is a, is a, it works terribly well, well for the, for us doing this show, much better than, uh, than previously, but for, for actually trying to replicate the, the football experience it misses by a mile. Yep. But yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. What do you do? You think how long will we ever get back into a situation uh, where, um, and I think if people can go on planes and sit next to each other in masks, I think we'll be able to go back and watch football. I think, uh, but I don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. Or whether they, they decide they're going to leave one seat and you do it kind of, kind of, you know, you have to draw lots or something, or they work it out. They only attend a third of the matches, and you can't, have a, that can't, a deep can't, other that way. Can't work. That, that, that can't, can't work, can it? No, no. That'd be a riot if but, they. Did and also, that. you're going to have the meals. I don't know, I, you know, because I get a meal with my with my season ticket. Ah, uh, it's it, it needs to be really well. We need to have a, a um, uh, either a vaccine or or it, it's proven that the the virus has left us. Yeah. Indeed. Sad times. Anyway, uh, sorry to, to, to leave you all on just a sombre note, but uh, Jonathan, been brilliant uh, having you on the show as ever. Dean, you've been fantastic too. Uh, Mixler people, you've been absolutely brilliant tonight, and I hope you appreciate the fact that I did actually manage to interact with you a bit more than I normally do, because uh, it's very difficult for me to try and do five things at the same time, but I do try. But you've been brilliant. Uh, all the people who listen to us on the podcast, you too. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chels. Up the Up chels! Up the chels! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.